ever. This, oh is, the, this is the greatest poster ever. It Ooh. is Wednesday, my dudes. Uh, this is how I win. This is no democracy. It is a dictatorship. Hate, 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 hate. Double hate. Load entirely. You're out of order. You're out of order. Everything that guy just says bullshit. Thank you. Welcome. YLS, too much praise. I had to come up with this on the fly because there's not enough people that want to be mean to other people on Letterboxd, which was really upsetting for me. I wanted way more lift. Um, but uh, too much praise. I came with this on the fly. Uh, this is a movie, director, two acting performances, and then a wild card of something in film, but they can't pick acting, performance, director, or movie as the wild card spot. Um, this should be fun. I do want to pitch, uh, tell everybody next week's the big one. It's the 2022, uh, draft. Um, it will be a draft. It will be only 25 movies, um, picked, but we will talk about them all in length. And if we like or dislike, I can't wait till some people pick up and it's going to be the first ever double hosted show. So me and Kirk will share the desk and share our own opinions on what we think these movies are. Kirk's doing a ton of homework for it too. I'm working on it. Uh, he's working better than me. Um, next week we got Tim Burkala. We've got Mark Menchaca, Payson Johnson, Scott, and Zach Ford. So enough taste from everybody to uh, be interesting enough. And then uh, I'll be with Coho and uh, Kirk to decide our next four, and then we'll release that to let everybody know what they need to sign up for, and then we'll make 75 alternates, uh, you know, audibles until we get to the actual episodes. Tonight, uh, this panel looks very familiar. This panel looks very familiar. The only thing different is me and Coho kind of kind of switch spots. Uh, and Kirk is, uh, me and Kirk definitely switch spots, but Coho is now on screen. This was the top 100 uh, Scenes group all put back together in a weird order. I just added people as they went and it ended up being this group. So should be fun. Should bring up a lot of PTSD for um, Kirk. We'll see if he makes it through. Um, first up, Scott, you're on next week. I know that's the episode you're really looking forward to, but are you excited for this? And do you think you're going to do well? Um, I, I don't know. Probably not. I mean, I, I feel like no one's going to do well, right? Isn't that the point that you're kind of <laughs> just saying stuff that's going to piss everyone else off? Um, yes. But I tried to approach this as um, not necessarily too much praise just in general, but too much praise within this community, because we certainly know that there are movies and performances that get talked about, get asked in trivia matches about ad nauseum. So that was kind of the approach I took which I'm again I'm sure is going to make no one happy but let's let's see what happens. I really like your approach to this. We'll see how everybody else did it cuz that's an interesting way to take this. How I tell everybody when they come on while defend it, make it your own. Like I don't want to put you in so much of a box because I feel like the episode's not as uh, interesting. So you could have put 
And somebody could have picked Oscar. Somebody could have picked like general reception. You pick this community. I think will be interesting. Next up, Jack. He apologized. You know, I'll tell you before we started. I really don't understand why he apologizes if you're gonna like keep saying, keep doing the same shit over and over. That's just disrespectful at this point. So you keep apologizing. You don't change. How do you think you're gonna do tonight? Bad. I know that, but how do you think you're gonna do? I mean. People are gonna get pissed at me. Nothing is gonna change. Uh, I'm, I'm here. Well, I, I'm just here to piss people off at this point. Uh, let's let's do this. Yeah. One day, Coho just looked in the mirror one day and then put the crown on. So this is who I have become. You need to just do that to yourself. This is who I am. I'm here to make people upset. Uh, Kirk, uh, you got to yell at at least three people on the panel tonight for a long time. One. Very much. You told him at one point you're just going to tell him, no, he can't talk about movies anymore. Uh, how do you think? Because you're very opinionated when you think somebody has gotten too much praise. I believe I won't give anything away. There's a film that was released in 2022 that you have refused to give any of your money towards whatsoever, and it will not come from you because of this person. So how do you think you're going to do tonight? Well, first of all, I'm glad that I get to just be on the panel and you can try to herd this pack of cats here. Um, I, I did that enough. It's your turn. Um, but no, I think it's going to be interesting because I, I was going through my picks and looking at my fellow panelists. I'm pretty sure I will just be able to make my picks at will because there's not going to be a lot of crossover here. Um, so I don't have to worry about that. It's just going to come down to um, how you feel about my picks versus how bad everybody else pisses you off. Because um, I, I think there's some stuff that you're going to be on board with, some stuff maybe not so much. And decided I decided I'm not going to pander for the win. I'm actually going to be honest. So, And also, I'm not going to do I'm, – I'm not doing stuff necessarily that I hate. I'm going to hmm. do – I'm going by definition what's too much praise. So a lot of my picks are going to be stuff that I like because I think it's okay, but it gets still gets way too much praise. Yeah, and frame your arguments to everybody. Like, instead of the, this movie, you can say this movie sucks, but in the end, there, it doesn't get too much praise. Does it fit the criteria? Do you think that's the case? There can be bad movies and things. You heard his Mike and I before you heard him. Um, Caleb oh, Coho. What was Mike doing that love? Well, you heard you shake the candy oh, out of the okay. box. Okay, good. Um, but I, uh, when I came up with this topic, I said, hey, can you be on next? Uh, episode because I feel like you'll be able to piss people off. And he said, got it. Um, how do you think you're going to do tonight? You seem pretty confident when I got in here that you have enough picks set aside to yeah. do the job at least I asked you to do. Yeah, I, I, I came up with a couple picks per category. I think my wild cards are the two that I put the most thought into and are going to be the most controversial but the rest of my shit I think is going to be either just really, really controversial or enough to get the chat rolling. Um, especially to the hack in the chat. I have one here that is just, it's tailor-made for you, buddy. Uh, but I um, I framed it as just thing. I kind of framed it half like Scott did and half like Kirk did. It, it's definitely things that I hear a lot as being, this is the best or one of the best of something. Um, and I I just don't necessarily dis agree with it at all. So I disagree vehemently. So I kind of approached it the same way. I used Oscars. I used general consensus. I used community opinion to formulate what I think is too much praise. So if you didn't use Oscars, I think all of us would have been shocked and, yeah. and appalled. So, um, I mean, you changed, you, you named something with like Oscars in your, with your last name. So it's gotta be, it's part of you, Jake. Absolutely. Um, 
You're probably one of the you're you're definitely a person that doesn't care at all what people think um, when you come on the show, especially. Um, so, how do you feel about ripping things apart that get too much praise tonight? I don't know if it's necessarily <clears throat> that I'm going to be ripping stuff apart. I'm so passive aggressive towards movies that get so much praise. I'm just like, why? I think people put a little too much energy towards something being so great and phenomenal. Um, and I'm just like, no. Uh, I, I looked a little bit at Oscars. I looked a little bit at my personal opinions. I looked at a little bit of what the community thinks of certain films and performances. Uh, but we'll see how this goes. Uh, I'm just, yeah, I, I don't know how exactly I, I, I kind of went with this. I was just like, what is what is certain people that I'm just like, why? Um, and yeah, you'll, you'll see. And it may not work well, but it might. Um, last thing I will say, Payson Johnson, uh, I think two weeks ago, was on a show and said, do you want to win? Listen, I've said this before. If you come to the show trying to actually win my approval and my praise, uh, you won't ever get it. So uh, pick the stuff you want. Pick the stuff you enjoy to talk about. The wrath is just going to happen, and there will be a winner. And they, it's whose line is it anyway? The points don't matter, and no one will remember your win at all. So... Um, First up, we did the draft order off screen because we did like the 32, and then everybody's like, by the end, it was a little thing. So I decided before, Scott's first, Jack's second, Kirk's third, Coho is fourth, and uh, Jake will get the roundabout at the end. So they can draft in any order. They just all have to be drafted by the end. Um, try to keep track of what who drafts what category so you can know that maybe you don't need to waste a third-round pick if somebody already has two of them. Um, all right, Scott, you will be the first person to pick. What's your pick? Do we have the draft sound? There we go. What pick is in? Pick is in. Uh, so I'm going to go with the director just to kick us off. Maybe where the most competition will be. I don't know. Again, I don't feel like I'm going to share thoughts with most of these people here. So I'm not too worried about um, stealing anything like that. But uh, I'm going to choose someone who. Um, operates within a genre that is generally one of my favorite genres, that being coming-of-age films, but who I think is the definition of someone who is an influential director rather than a actually good director, um, and that is John Hughes, uh, is going to be my first pick in the, the draft as one of the most overpraised directors. Uh, yeah, like I said, I think, you know, he gets credit because he made some of the first films about teenagers that takes teenagers quote unquote seriously where they talk about their problems and things like that um but the genre has involved evolved into much more interesting nuanced less problematic films um it's a cliche but a lot of john hughes movies haven't aged very well um he basically only has one characters in all of his movies um which is no, it doesn't age well, obviously. And I just feel like other coming-of-age movies, um, you know, from the more modern era, you know, something like Lady Bird or Moonlight or something like that, you know, I, I, I can't say. Maybe it's just my, my bias of having grown up in this era as opposed to having grown up in the John Hughes era. But I feel like those movies feel like they're so much more timeless than these John Hughes movies are going to – are, like, even today. And 50 years from now, people are still going to be talking about Moonlight and and films like that um i think that his movies often operate in you know broad stereotypes like um 
the characters in the breakfast club for example are all just kind of never really break out of their broad labels that you know you have the nerd and you have the goth girl and you know they they kind of just are that and sure they you know open up about their feelings but it doesn't really go uh below surface level um in that movie and in his other films as well and yeah again there's just like some some you know iffy stuff nowadays especially like you know the way that some of the male characters behave like again you look at like the judd nelson character in breakfast club um a lot of stuff that is kind of just not okay with his behavior in that movie so john hughes i i guess i'm glad that his films exist because i think some of my favorite films maybe not wouldn't exist without his influence but um very overpraised director and i think we've just kind of move past the need for his films to be a thing. I thought, I, I don't give him much thought to these, uh, what they picked before. I get it for the time and age and everything, sure. I love four of his movies, like arguably of the eight he directed, and two of them I haven't seen. Um, so I can't say much, but Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, Uncle Buck, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and I like The Breakfast Club. So at that point, that's fifty percent. I I enjoy them. I think that's I too much praise. Maybe because he's the king of coming of age. What people think, or like that's the early age. I agree. He shouldn't get that title. But as a director, he did eight films also. So at that point, taking him in the spot of too much praise, he only did eight of them, and two of them. He's having a baby in Curly Sue. I don't think get anywhere near the the recognition that uh, I think his top. I think Sixteen Candles is the one that, and maybe Weird Science gets the like bad age stuff mostly. So, but that's my viewpoint. I don't think I think there are directors that give way get more way way more praise these days than uh, John Hughes. Uh, maybe as a writer, he gets a lot of trash for his stuff. I don't know. Uh, We'll go Jack. John Hughes on your board overall. Do you think Jack uh, John Hughes gets too much praise? I mean, I've only seen two of his movies, and they're both uh, some of my favorite. Uh, well, Ferris Bueller's Day Off isn't one of my favorite movies, but I love that movie. And uh, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles is in my top 100. Uh, I believe it's still in there. Uh, I've seen like parts of Uncle Buck. I think it's pretty good. But uh, other than that, I don't. I haven't seen five and a half of his movies so like so you can't say it fair i can't really say i'm gonna save kirk because i know i know what kirk's gonna say coho had a a face kind of like a oh nah i guess six of my directors are still safe on his list that he picked but go ahead i i like turkeys i don't know i think that john i don't I, i can see where he's coming from in the sense that like being the face of a genre maybe not being deserving to him as a director. I think he's a terrific writer. I think he's done a great job as a writer with things like Home Alone even. Um, but taking him as a director, I can understand the argument even though I really love Breakfast Club and Ferris Bueller. I think those are two really great movies. Um, I, I don't agree with them not breaking out of the stereotypes. That's kind of the entire point of the third act of that movie. But uh, I think that that movie on the whole is great. Uh, and he has made some bangers. Uh, but I can understand where you're not on my board. Uh, Jake, and then I'll have one more thing to say. Jake, thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I like John Hughes. I'm not, like, super against Scott picking this just because I'm like, yeah, I like The Breakfast Club. I like Ferris Bueller's. I like Planes, Trains. But I think those are the only three 
films I've seen that he's directed. So it's not like I have some sort of uh, <clears throat> uh, personal connection with him. And yeah, like I can't really. I was like more shocked. I was like, oh, that's not something I was expecting uh, Scott to pick, but uh, I can see why he went with this. So. And just to be clear, you you based this on this community, right? Oh, I got Kirk to talk. For, for, for the most part, yes. This is this might be one of my picks that is more just kind of general okay. as well. Okay. But I, you know, okay. I did start from a point of what some stuff that is praised a lot in the community when thinking about what I wanted to pick for. Because I was like, there are some directors that this community doesn't shut up about. Uh, Kirk. Yeah, me, me and Scott did agree on a lot, but this is one thing we could agree on. Um, and I, I mean, Hughes, he, he, not all his stuff's terrible. Plane Trains on is a good movie. Like, he's done some good stuff, but for what he gets praised, it's like the worse his movies are, the more praise they get. And, you know, the stuff that he gets praised for is like really bad. And, um, <laughs> And so, and, and Scott, Scott said maybe just because he didn't grow up in that era. Scott, I grew up in that era. It's not just because you didn't grow up in that era. Okay. Those movies have always <laughs> been bad. Like, it was it was never like, I mean, I don't think it's like the genre grew up, like evolved necessarily. I think like just his movies were never good. Um, so, yeah, I think this is a, a solid number one overall pick. Very good representative, representative representation of what we're doing here tonight. The Breakfast Club is great. Andrew Barr. Okay. I Jack. <laughs> First pick. Okay. Uh, I'll also be going with the director. And speaking of directors in this community specifically that get a lot of praise, uh, I'm going to be picking Taika Waititi. Or I'm picking him. I'm picking Taika Waititi. Yeah, that guy. I'm tired. It, it, it's been a day. Anyway. Look, I love, I love Jojo Rabbit. I do, but Thor Ragnarok, look, Thor Ragnarok, probably the most overrated film in the MCU, in my opinion. Thor, Thor Love and Thunder is mid, and honestly, on rewatch, I can see it going to two stars. It's not in any way, shape, or form great. Uh, I saw half of Hunt for the Wilder People and thought it was fine. Uh, I turned it off halfway through. I didn't care for it. His work on TV, I've seen some. I'm sorry, Cameron. I'm I don't, sorry. I don't, first of all, I don't give a shit about not, TV. So don't bring I, I'm TV. not, I'm not sorry about this because I genuinely don't get the, just the insane love that Taika Waititi gets. Uh, his movies are fine for the most part. His TV work from what I've seen is good not great i don't care about his, this director if he's making a new movie i don't care uh other than that like it, it's just it's just in this community specifically when when i hear uh people praising tech yt i have to hold myself back from rolling my eyes it, it, it just he's not my guy um if anybody's been like on call with me in the last week, uh, my hate for Thor: Love and Thunder is like something that I have not felt in a real long time, especially in the MCU. Um, I I agree with you. I hundred percent agree with you. I like one of his films. I like Ragnarok. I had a lot of fun with Ragnarok. 
then they decide to say you laugh you laughed at Thor Ragnarok now laugh all time every time here's this movie Thor Love and Thunder we're gonna make no fucking sense but we're gonna make everybody a stand-up comic it's awful um what we do in the shadows didn't love never got the the love for that Jojo Rabbit I thought was great on a rewatch that thing plummets to earth really fast for me I do not love it and everybody knows how I feel about that child actor that's in uh, uh, what's the the Hunt for the Wilder People. I can't stand that child. He cast him; it's his choice. That that kid should just be sent to some. He should have to be forced to do a different profession. I don't believe that for a lot, but I can't. I hope he never shows up in another film. I cannot stand him. Um, uh, Sam Neill deserved better uh, overall, but no, you're right. He gets to the same praise, like. He's coming out with another movie. Everybody's like, "Woohoo, we're all going." I don't get it. He's he has funny moments, but now it's it feels like a director that's gotten that praise for being hilarious and now he doesn't know how to find a joke anymore for me. I don't know what happened, but it's it's a struggle. Good choice. Was it my number one overpraise? No, I think there are more to do that, but yeah, don't watch Love and Thunder. That thing was fucking garbage. That thing is so bad. Um, uh, okay, yeah. Uh, Kirk, I'll go to you first. Taika Waititi, any thoughts? Uh, I don't agree with this pick. I don't think it's a Taika Waititi problem. I think it's an MCU problem and an overexposure to that. Pro- and even, I mean, he's batting 500 in the MCU movies, so it's not like, you know, he's totally crapped the bed there. Um, and I think I, I think um, what we do in the shadows is great. I think Judy Rabbit's great. I think... Uh, is pretty good. Um, so, and I, I don't, I don't see this as a guy. Again, you know, people get excited. Oh, it's it's a new Thor movie. It's a new MCU movie. I never hear people say, "Oh my God, Taika Waititi's got a new movie coming." I have to rush out and see this. Did you hear about Jojo Rabbit? Yeah, I mean, it's it, Jojo Rabbit. Yeah, but people praised that movie so much because Taika was taking the project and what, what they were giving it. Stop I it! I don't know if it's much, isn't it? But no, like he's I don't, I don't think. I, I mean. That. Yeah, I don't think that he's. Uh, I mean, is he? Maybe, can't if you want to say maybe he's a little overrated. I'll disagree with you, but that's it. But as as far as number number two overall pick in this draft, I think that's nuts. We are like I don't know how many like because he's got a lot listed here. I don't know how many actual directing credits he like movies overall he has. But you have I think more or the same as um, he's uh, he's Coho uh, thoughts. I would not have drafted Taika Waititi. Um, I I think that he's mostly a success. Uh, I I actually don't know if there's a movie that he's made that I don't like. Uh, in terms of like, I think he's, what's that I, child's name? Julian Julian Dennison. Okay. Um, I no, think that good. he makes movies with a lot of tenderness uh, to them, which is I don't know. I think he has a very good skill at that. I think every movie he has, he has a lot of uh, a lot of sweetness behind it. Uh, nothing that's like over the top crushing, but like just the right, just the right amount of paprika on the sandwich, Jake. Uh, but I, um, I like, uh, I like Taika Waititi. I would have never drafted him. I can understand. I can sort of understand what you mean by this community hypes him up, but I think he's earned it. I think he's earned it. I think Jojo Rabbit's great. I think he deserves that Oscar. I think Ragnarok is great. I'm probably the only person who didn't hate Love and Thunder. Uh, so I, I would never have drafted Taika Waititi. The potato common is back. You are a sack of potatoes. Um, uh, Jake. 
Kahu, Scott's right there. Don't say he deserved the screenplay Oscar. Scott's right there. Don't hurt his sorry. fucking feelings. Listen, I'm yeah, sorry, Scott, I mean... but he did. I'm sorry, Scott, he did. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't. I just can't accept that take with a straight face. Like, I can't. Um, fuck. Uh, yeah, He's not my second place either. I'm not going to lie. I definitely uh, thought of uh, Taika for this draft. I had him for the director, and I was like, yeah, I didn't. I hated Love and Thunder. The more I think about it, I think I hate it. Outside of it using Guns N' Roses song, which I'm a big fan of, um, that, that's. I want to hate watch that with some people. Like, <laughs> damn. Um, to be fair, yeah, Jake, Guns N' Roses is like 95% of that movie. So if you that's like true, Guns that's true. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> when November Rain plays, I was just like, yeah. Um, but um, yeah, I like Boy. I think Boy's a really good film. Um, but like outside of his other movies, what we do in the shadows is good. But I haven't seen Hunt for the Wild of People, and I like Ragnarok a lot, but. He has just become too much in the last couple of years where he is everywhere, and I just need less Taika, and I think that's why he should be on this uh, on this draft, in my, in my opinion. Uh, Scott, somebody said that... Uh, go ahead. I'll, I'll just I'm, I'm shocked I'll... that we didn't save him to talk about his performance in Free Guy, but um, no, uh, okay. I... Uh... I don't think he's bad necessarily, but overpraised, yes, definitely. Of course, the Oscar thing is lunacy. It's laughable. But um, the Jojo Rabbit is, is a fine movie. And then I do I do understand. What do you think should have won that Oscar? I don't – I'm already reliving a lot of trauma here. Let me, let me tell you this. Your I, pick is my fourth place. Anyway, continue. I do want to say that uh, – that means nothing to me, by the way, Coho. But sure. – um, <laughs> Kirk, I do understand what Kirk's point is about the MCU because, um, you know, for something like Thor, Love and Thunder, they clearly just said, here's $200 million, go make this movie in a parking lot with a bunch of actors who weren't on set with each other. So, you know, there's only so much you can do under those conditions. So I, I guess he can't be faulted too much for that. But I do think he gets too much praise for you know, just kind of doing the same quirky type thing. That was like the best of <laughs> oh, I love we're pick two, and this is like the most contingent. Oh, quarter of the night. He's my fourth. That means nothing to me. <laughs> I mean, I've just got to be honest. I do. I know. I know. Uh, Kirk, um, what's your pick? Okay. To start the draft. Two directors taken right off the bat. Well, we're having a run because I'm going to go with my director. This was originally this is the the pick I thought was the most likely to get taken out of all mine. So even though that might not be the case anymore, I'm still going first. Um, when you talk too much praise, there's only one name you can possibly think of. It's got to be a name. Christopher. Knew it. I fucking knew it. <laughs> um, that director? No. I was thinking, Christopher Nolan is the Ken Griffey Jr. of directors because he has his career is a story of two decades. The first decade, injuries? all bangers. Second director, or second second he's, decade, he's, he's at like the first. 225. And, I mean, but the, the, the first, that, that, that first decade might be good enough to drag him to the Hall of Fame. Who knows? But um, this is a guy, again, I have very few of his movies that I would say I dislike and that I don't want to watch or, like, don't want to see or are terrible or whatever. But the fact that this is a guy who, you know, within this community, without this community, a, a large population of film goers, when there's a new Nick, when there's a new uh, Christopher Nolan movie coming out, you they've already decided that 
it's going to be the greatest movie of all time and it needs to be seen. It's going to be this fantastic epic event and it's going to change movie making forever. And I don't think this guy has done that in a really, really, really long time. Uh, so I think, again, I'm not saying he's terrible, but nobody gets too much praise more than Christopher Nolan. When you take the term too much praise, I don't think you're incorrect by picking this. I think this guy, like, I won't use this guy as a, I don't know if anybody will take it. I want to say it, but like, there's a director recently that has released a small amount of films and is now like getting compared to like Hitchcock and like, the greatest of the greats just because of his fan approval at this much of what he's been able to accomplish. Like I remember when interstellar like dropped, it was like already like two weeks, three weeks in on the IMDB 250. Like they put right. that thing fast, which that movie sucks. Um, if we're being true, like I hate that film. Um, I personally like he hasn't been doing well after in, uh, Inception for me. I mean, Dark Knight Rises and Interstellar, Dunkirk, garbage. Um, I actually enjoyed Tenet for what it was, um, but I haven't rewatched it, so it could go very downhill and rewatch it. And then he's got this new film, which is now treated like an event, like. I understand, but like I think that's the definition of uh, too much praise. When this thing is now up to that level, it's the same reason why people give me shit about the one uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood for me is because when that movie came out, I don't think it's a bad movie, but it's an event. A Tarantino movie is in theaters. You're going to go see it. It didn't hit for me as high, and if it was his first film, I don't think it gets that weight. It's now this film... hits on me so too much price i think you're correct it's one of the correct picks but he has so many good movies too so like it does it's hard like i think he deserves some of the praise he gets i think in my personal opinion his back half has been very rough yeah uh, he's he's riding on fumes but if you ever cross a state line you guys might know jake might know this or you might not but state line once you go to a different state it looks like they don't pay their uh, their 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 paving department, anything, and you're just like this. That's how the 2010, like after inception, like oh man, I'm glad we. I hate our road service, and then we get to a new state. It's like God, I'm glad we have been. That's how I feel. No one's been for me in the 20 uh, past that movie. Uh, Coho, was he on your list? No. Um, okay. I I I can understand where Kirk's coming from, but I think when a when a director recreates an atomic bomb detonation. I think it's worth that movie being an event. Um, I'm just just saying, even if you don't like him, I gotta see what the hell that movie is. I'm sorry. When you've got that cast and that level of theatrics, I gotta see it. I don't care who made it. Um, Jay Roach could have fucking made the movie, and that's what it is. Oh, I'm excited for Oppenheimer. I think it's gonna be great, but who knows? Jay but, Roach has uh, certainly set off some bombs on screen. Yes, he has, Scott. Yes, yeah. he has. Uh, but I, I think I, I, don't know. I, I come around on Inter- on Interstellar. I kind of like the movie. Um, I think that only the last two movies he's made have not necessarily worked for me. And I went. I think Dunkirk and Tenor are two movies that I didn't love, and I don't think they're bad. Like I think like they're just not movies I liked. 
Um, I think he is one of the most technically proficient directors working. I think that you can hate him all you want, but he's great at what he does. Um, I would have never considered Nolan. I think he's a very good director. Oh, Jake. When you've been making films for 20 plus years and have had such a huge cultural impact on mass audiences, both film and general audiences alike, uh, you deserve to have your next film be an event. No, nope, your last movie was Tenet. Uh, but that film is incredible. Yeah, um, I can't can't agree with this take. Obviously, I don't agree with the the sub take that the two twenty tens is his worst when it's actually probably his best decade. But anyway, uh, we don't. That's that's, that's, really that's a terrible take. That's I will. Ken Griffey Jr. hit six hundred and thirty home runs. Let's stop acting like this. He's maybe he's going to get in the Hall of Fame. Okay, he hit six hundred and thirty home runs. You're in the Hall of Fame if you hit six hundred and thirty home runs. Um, so I'm not sure about the comparison there. Uh, yeah, like like Jake said, I think we need to treasure the fact that his films are considered to be an event because there are very, very, very few, like a handful, if that, of filmmakers who can make an event like this that is actually going to get people to the theaters anymore when it's not, and it's an original film. It's not, you know, uh, a cape shit like we've been talking about. But um yeah, I mean, the, at the very least, even if you're not vibing with everything he's doing, like I think we need to appreciate the fact that he is still able to get people, get butts and seats for the theaters. You're making the hack lose his mind over whoever this Ken Griffey guy is. So, stop. Whoever this Ken... Yeah, Please don't he... ever say that again. Because Ken Griffey Jr. was just as good with the Reds as he was with Seattle. He okay, was well, injured. Yeah. You, no, you can't. Kirk, Kirk has a valid point. Ken Griffey Jr.'s career fell off a flipping cliff when he went to Seattle. Because he got it's injured. Just, well, that's... Guess what? If if uh, Nolan breaks his camera, he's going to be a lot like him. So I feel like we've lost a lot here. <laughs> so, Jack, how's it going? What, uh, what's going on in your life? Well, Jack's going to yeah. be retired and probably doesn't have a real thought of Nolan. No, I, I love Christopher Nolan. He's one of my favorite directors. Uh two of his movies are in my top 10 movies of all time and yeah like i don't agree with the pick but i get what you're saying i get what you're saying i just disagree like and let's be real i'm glad Colin gross is uh, like a film person but it takes two different watches of a movie two and a half for interstellar when he first watches this paid terrible pacing and snooze fest of a story and then watches it two years later Four stars. The world has opened up, and I become you guys a could, human. You guys could learn something from him. I'm just going to say it. No! Two you, years you is a lot of time. You know what? In two years ago, he didn't have it on two times speed, so he couldn't speed through that slog fest of a movie. No, name another streaming player besides Movie Box that's two times speed. Doesn't. Thank you. Doesn't. Uh, it's your draft. Yes, it does. I, I said I don't. I didn't watch it on two times speed, fucker. Anyway. Fuck you. Whoa! Right. AMC comes out. Hey, by the way, you're going to hear loud sounds over the speaker. That's what the director intended. That's what we got to give to the people when Interstellar came out. Bullshit. The only person who I would have thought to take my pick has now picked. So I'm going to go ahead and and, and, and and sit on it. I'm going to keep the director run uh, going. I'm going to pick someone who uh, has won an obscene amount of awards and doesn't deserve 
over of over three fourths of them. Uh, I think John Ford is a hack. <laughs> I think John Ford has three Oscars that aren't his. I'm sorry. The in, the Informer does not belong to him. Oh the Grapes God. of Wrath does not belong to him. How Grievous My Valley should not be his. I'm sorry. The guy is he's made. Hey, how uh, the Man Shot Liberty Balance? Great movie. The rest of them could give a shit. I'm sorry. I don't think John Ford is that good. Whatever Spielberg wants to tell me, I don't buy it. John Ford, not that good. Not good enough to have four Academy Awards. I'm sorry. That man is over fucking hyped. I will not. I will not walk it back. John Ford overpraised to an insane degree. Um, on the record, how many John Ford films have you watched? Basically, I just need to know. Basically, huh? All, like all the big ones. So, Searcher, Stagecoach, so, Man Who Shot Liberty Valance, Grapes of Wrath. Missing, missing the Searchers, but yes, all those. Oh, shut the f- Okay, the so ones. here's my take. Here's my take. Do I believe that John Ford deserves four Oscars? I can't say that for certain. I haven't seen some of his movies. But at the end of the day, I've watched a lot of films predating around Oscar time around that time. The man was playing chess while everybody else was playing checkers at the time. So at that point, he earned his awards based on the competition that was around him at the time. The competition around him is better than him, though. He lost he beat people who are dunking on him in the same year. You Frank literally have Frank, you Frank literally Frank. you literally saw Stagecoach, The Man Who Shot Liberty Bounds, Grapes of Wrath, and How Green Is My Valley. And he shouldn't have an Oscar for literally any of those movies. But this man directed a hundred hundred plus films, and you were right. holding and, him to okay, four. Okay, and the four that I watched are the ones that are deemed to be the greatest movies of all time and his best, and they're bad movies. So I don't need to see the ones that are his bad movies. Well, if you think the man who shot, if you arguably, if you arguably, hold on, if you arguably think the man who shot Liberty Valance is a bad film, no, it's the only good movie he's made. Have you watched The Searchers? No, so you it's not okay. This is literally the definition. This is why this is why I followed you because you're a flippant, insane human being. My take is that like you picked you picked like uh Jimmy Stewart is your favorite actor that's acted over 150 times in the film, and you saw 15 of his movies at the time. That's just crazy talk. He could fall off a complete cliff in the later years, but you claimed the first 15 you saw, you loved him, he's done, cinemas of complete. It's crazy talk to me. The same thing with this. Do I believe he deserves all those Oscars? Probably not. But do we have cinema this way because of Ford? I think so. And I'm not saying it's because of first he's the first to do it, so he deserves the praise. What? I said that we should go back and change it. Cinema would be better. Put those horizons in the middle, baby. Sure, if Emma Emma Stone will return her Oscar... There's probably talks. a better. There's probably a better world where if we are basing it off of someone else than oh. Ford, then Hollywood's ten times okay. better than it is now. Just saying. I don't know why. I don't know why I let you talk because this is my turn to talk. If we are going on the basic standards that the Oscars make, no mistake, they made a lot of mistakes, and we should return Oscars that are given to people that don't deserve the Oscars. Then let's go back and redo it all because everybody has screwed up. 
Along the way, there has been so many Oscar choices that are awful. Al Pacino has an Oscar that somebody else is holding on to. Denzel's Oscar belongs to Al Pacino. And the list goes on and on. Green Book's the best picture. Bohemian Rhapsody won for editing. There's so many mistakes. So if you're putting those Oscars as the bare minute, like this is this is cinema. Your award that you won four times because you hold the record is an insult. At the end of the day, the only reason he still holds the record with four Oscars is because the Academy hasn't made their mind up to let Spielberg or somebody else have their fourth win. What's or their third actually? But once again, the point that I'm making is when I made my criteria. Garbage. I said it was based Garbage. off of general consensus and Oscars. This person is claimed to be one of the best directors of all time and has won the most of any director. Within that criteria, he doesn't deserve three of his best directors, and the movies that he continuously wins that are at top of the list are movies that I don't think are good. Stagecoach is not great. The Great Seraph is not great. How Green is My Valley fucking sucks. The Informer is not great. I'm sorry. The only movie he has made that I think is actually good is The Man Who Shot Liberty Balance. So when you go through his career, the things that people okay, are I still don't know why I gave you a chance career. to talk. I, I don't know why you're talking. And you're, why, you're, you're, you don't get to talk anymore. Because then why don't I the rest? The best is bad. Then I pass the rest of the panel. I don't know if you know how the show works, but that's how it works. I think that's a, if you made your judgment call based on Oscars, then I can't wait till you bring up Daniel Day-Lewis and tell me that he doesn't deserve his Oscars for where he's going for. It's just a crazy – it's a crazy concept. It's just an awful concept. You're, you're not listening. Because – because uh, you make no sense. From to, when the no, Oscars came around, this, shut the fuck up. You don't. Take, no more talking. No, because I'm talking. My take is: if you built it on Oscars, if your take was built in on Oscars, that's a flawed system. I don't know why it works. There's so many movies that I watched from the 20s on that didn't deserve their Oscars, or why did they get awarded? Because there it is, John Ford. Terrible first choice, especially when three directors go first and Jake wasn't going to take John Ford. You could have took John Ford in the third. You took in your very first round. Awful pick. Jake. Dante back no matter what. Well, this is back, did baby. You, did you did you miss out on John Ford? He'll yeah. backtrack this about 10, if he watches like maybe <clears throat> some more. Who knows? You know, I thought about John Ford. I was like, oh, what has he really done? Uh, <laughs> no, listen. The guy when they were behind schedule on a film, ripped out three pages from the script and said, we're on schedule now. That is king <laughs> shit. We should never, ever make it seem like he gets too much praise. This guy was like, yeah, like Cody was saying, this guy was playing uh, chess when everyone else was playing checkers. Like, at the time, he is like, I'm not going to act like I'm a John Ford like expert, and I'm not going to say that I've seen any of his movies, but from what I know of history, what I know of influences, people saying he, uh, how influential he was on their films, we have to admit he is one of the most important figures in American cinema. Yeah, a better like, you cannot, you cannot argue with that just because you've seen four of his movies that won some Oscars. Yeah, a better influence. He's bad. Uh, I think that you guys said pretty much a panel's worth of, of comments about John Ford. So I will just say that, um, yeah, he has two films in my top 100. A third one is very close. Um, and unlike John Hughes, I think many of his movies are still very relevant today. So watch The Searchers. I'll be watching it soon. Yeah. Uh, I, I've only seen two John Ford movies. I would have never considered him for this. The Informer is fine. To say How Green Was My Valley is 
bad is asinine. Coho, you're an idiot. I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry because God oh, damn it. I, I cannot understand that take. Uh, but this is a terrible choice because uh, even not having seen many John Ford movies, its influence on the industry is you can't you can't understate that. So I'm sorry, but this is this is bad. Uh, how goodness my valley. We're still in the first round. Let's keep going. I was just say I I can't wait to make a pick. Come on, Jake. <laughs> okay. This is why you so, brought me on. Cody. Well, hold on. Well, if I didn't have to take Coho and he doesn't want to come the fuck up, I have to put a muzzle on him. Kirk. If you draft John Ford first, it's interesting. Um, <laughs> no. no. Um, exactly. Coho's saying that cinema, I mean, whatever. I, Coho is always too Oscar heavy. It looks too much of the Oscars when judging anything. So take that with a grain of salt. But he, the words came out of his mouth. Cinema would be better without the influence of John Ford. <laughs> and I will say just anecdotally, John Ford was one of the biggest influences on a Kira Kurosawa. So to say cinema would be better without a Kira Kurosawa I mean, that's just and like, I mean, really go look at the sight and sound poll. Like, every significant yeah. director that like voted in that put a John Ford film. In. That I mean, only that, helps that me because those sight and sound fuckers shouldn't be judging anything. Yeah, this is just because Jim Delman was not one. He had no idea what the fuck that movie was. Yeah, Come they on. didn't invite oh, I'm Jason. Sorry, Wright Jake, did you? Did you, Mr. Marigoni? <laughs> yes. Tell us how much you love you Matt Landis. Okay, um, uh, Jake, go. Better better director on two movies. Is it? Is it my, <laughs> actually my turn? I can. Yeah. Yes. Um, please. I'm gonna keep in my pocket now because I can just do that in the last yeah. round. Wait till round five. Easy strike. Um, so I'm gonna go movie. Uh, why not? Uh, I just want to make it clear, Cody, you are not part of this. This is Oscars, and this is this community. And when I say community, I mean specifically one group, one cult of people. Say they're a faction, but uh, there's a movie last year that won Best Picture, and I really did not want to hear so much about it, um, but I had to because I'm part of this community and I had to hear the Kingsman talk about how awesome it was that Coda won Best Picture. And I'm going Coda for my most overpraised movie, uh, pick for, my, for that first draft because fuck it. Um, yeah, like I like the movie, but everyone's like, oh. It's so good to finally see like your heartwarming movie win Best Picture and not these challenging art films. No, no. I like to watch films that challenge audiences' perspective on film and life. And that's what fucking Powder Dog did and should have won. Oh my Coda's God. Decent. Fucking kill me. It's my turn to pick. It's my turn to speak. Come on. Wait. It's You got to wait your turn, boy. Um, I think Coda really is just like oh yeah isn't it great that like this this heartwarming film wins best picture it got three nominations in it one or three and i don't even think it should have won adapted screenplay like it's a terrible adaptation of a french film from like 2011 like i don't get that um and i just feel like it's a pixar film for adults like it has that over sentimentality that i just don't really fully uh engage with and i think it's uh it's shallow if i could say but i do like trey Putzel, but yeah Okay, um, I like Coda. I thought Coda was really well. Did I believe it was the best picture of last year? No. Um, 
It was the praise very heavy in this community of Rakota. A hundred percent. I think I heard Troy Kotzer's name more than I heard anybody else's name in the history of film. Is he good? Yes. Don't get me wrong. I think he's fine. Um, uh, I, I, I just, I loved cause I just, I didn't use Twitter a lot before I got to Twitter. Um, I got it for a while and I came back to it and then watching the Kingsman, like go at people from different, like, uh, publications and stuff that like mentioned it or something was just one of my favorite things during Oscar season last year where it's like, Oh, with this Disney channel, original movie wins best picture, blah, blah, blah. How dare you come? So praise very much this movie was overpraised by a whole lot i haven't watched it since then so it could go down or it could stay where it's at. i'm not 100 sure i did enjoy it when i first watched it was it the best picture of last year in my opinion no um maybe not power of the dog either no offense but um uh we'll go scott thoughts on coda and its praise it's a good movie it's a perfectly nice pleasant movie um I will say the narrative of it being the little movie that could is kind of funny considering it was backed by like millions and millions of <laughs> Apple million uh, money. So I don't really know where that's coming from, but um, yeah, I, I think what Jake said, yeah, the most crazy one to me is the adapted screenplay. I was, somebody had just tweeted it out the other day, but the fact that it was up against the power of the dog, drive my car, Dune and the lost daughter. <laughs> it won over all those is insane i'm sorry it is um but yeah it's it's a nice movie i'm glad it had you know the representation and all of that and i'm glad it made people feel all warm and fuzzy inside it did to me too the first time i saw it not a best picture definitely overpraised jack you fall into that look i look i love this movie don't get me wrong. I think Troy Kotsu is great. I really enjoy Amelia Jones's performance and everything. However, not best picture of movies from last year. Not best picture of the nominees from yeah. movies last year. But uh, whatever. Uh, it won. I'm not upset it won. Uh, it's a movie I have no issue with. But when people that I talk to on a regular basis have it in their top five best picture winners of all time, I... Shake my head a little bit. It, it, I, I don't know. It, it, it's 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 great, but it's not top five best picture of all time. Great. So. Oh yeah, my favorite didn't even get nominated. That's fair. Okay, uh, Kirk, you're off. Um, I guess I don't hang out enough with the Kingsman because I didn't hear. I heard some of it, but I didn't hear all this overwhelming praise. I mean, this is one of the top ten movies I hear the Kingsman talk about. Um, okay. I think it's good. It, and Jake, if you're going to use Power of the Dog as your argument, I hate to break it to you, but if Coda didn't exist, there were at least five movies better than Power of the Dog that got nominated. That's my best preference because I love that movie. But you do a lot of different things. Um, I think Coda does what it does better than what Power of the Dog did what, or whatever it was supposed to do. Um, That's subjective. Uh, it is. It's also cool. But um, I think it was a, a really good movie. I think it was about, like, you know, just family and this you know i think what's great about it is that it's about a very specific family in a very specific situation but there's a lot of universal themes and ideas that come through and it is a emotion and here and i think there's just a big problem overall where like anything that is positive it's not as good as something that like makes you feel ugly and gross and 
I don't. I like ugly and gross things too, but I don't think that's the only thing that's good. Um, Drive my cart made me feel great. Very yeah. emotionally cathartic experience. This is not one of the top five worst best pitcher winners in the past twenty years. Um, so as a first, maybe round, we can just agree that class is terrible. First, first it's not round, a good class. first round pick. Um, I think this is crazy. Yeah, terrible class. So, so to speak my piece quickly, I think it's the best movie in that class. I don't think that's a good class. I think Coda is in my top 10 from last year. It's not my winner. Uh, the Kingsman loved it because Power of the Dog does not deserve to be nominated in that category. Uh, and people were praising it to win. That's why we were in this because most of the best picture nominees last year shouldn't have been in the category. And Coda should have been nominated. Coda should not have won. But of its class, it's running away with it over a lot of those movies, especially Power of the Dog. So I will defend the Kingsman a little bit on that front, but I will say I think this is Jake having a personal vendetta with happy feel-good movies in exchange for Jane Campion and jacking off on Westerns uh, with a bad movie. So there you go. Uh, I Hey, maybe we'll talk about Power of the Dog again tonight. Who knows? Wow. Um, okay. Jake, what's your start of round two? So yeah, I'm. Thanks, I'm really, I'm really happy with the wild card, but I don't. I know no one's gonna pick that, so it's like I kind of want to hold on to it. The acting performances—they're all just Oscar performances. It's like, do I really need that, and how much am I gonna really hold? I'm gonna go. Um, that's just a real personal preference of mine that has always like just annoyed me since 2014. I guess 2015, if you wanna, the Academy. Uh, ceremony, but Scott and I were talking about this last week where the Academy loves to favor biopics. If you play a real-life person, you're guaranteed to get nominated and you will most likely win. But when Eddie Redmayne played Stephen Hawkins in The Fear of Everything and won the Oscar for basically just looking like him, that annoyed me. Yes, I am biased because Michael Keaton should have won. I'm not, I don't think I'm the only one who really had a strong feeling for that, but I'm definitely someone who was advocating hard for that because at the time, Birdman was my favorite film of all time. It's still one of my favorite films of all time. But I just did not really understand the uh, the, the attention that Eddie was getting because with that, I think that to me is the number one performance where he has been awarded for looking like the guy, looking like the person that he's supposed to play. And I like Stephen Hall. He's a great person, but he did what he had to do to become a person physically. But I don't think there's any, it doesn't hold any substantial weight as far as the performance goes. So I'm going to go with Eddie Redmayne for the theory of everything. I don't know how he won the Oscar. Meh. I don't think it's, I don't think it's something I ever thought about afterwards when I was ranking all the best actor wins. I mean, for the majority of it. Uh, he's better than a good amount, I would say, still to this day, based on all the years. Um, I think he gets too much praise of being like a a good um, actor. Like I think, like this saved him. Like I don't think he's that great of an actor. That moves on, and people think that. Um, that's probably I'll give you that from his career after this fact. But I don't think the Oscar is that egregious for my take. But again, like I. I'll blink at everything. The Oscars make a lot of mistakes every year. That's just another mistake. So, Eddie, somebody else, Eddie Redmayne, will be made up to somebody at some point. Who knows? Uh, Michael Keaton will get only 70. 
Scott, thoughts? Yeah, I mean, this isn't one I thought about because, again, I was thinking more from the community perspective. And honestly, I feel like most people in this community are probably agreed that this is overpraised. Like, this is one of the stupidest Oscar wins, easily, at least of the last decade, probably of all time. Um, Keaton definitely deserved it. Um, yeah, and Cody's right. He's not even a good actor at all. I can't think of a single performance he's done that I've enjoyed. Um, so I, we shouldn't be boosting him up at all. It's, it's a perfectly fair pick for Jake to pick it since he did win the Oscar. But um, yeah, like there's not even really that much to say here. I think we all kind of agree. No. Uh, Jack? Uh, I saw Birdman. I saw Foxcatcher. Carell shouldn't be in lead actor, but whatever. He's still better than Redmayne and that movie and Keaton should have won out. Talking about Eddie Redmayne, not Steve Carell. I know, I know. <laughs> I haven't, I haven't seen uh, the other three <laughs> performances, but out of the three, Eddie Redmayne is my third favorite. Uh, he's fine. Uh, the performance itself is fine. I don't think it's terrible, but I don't think it should have won the Oscar. So, like, Kirk, uh, I haven't seen it. Basically, I really have no interest because it looks like one of those like performative Oscar Beatty roles and performances. Nugri Scott, though, I don't, other than the Oscar, I don't hear a lot of praise about it. Um, but if we're going by praise of the Oscars, yeah, this is ridiculous. Even though I haven't seen this, it should have won. Uh, Oh, this performance is awful. Uh, I think this is a terrible performance. Honestly, it was on my board. Good call, Jake. This is a bad, not even like as an Oscar win or anything. This is just a bad performance. No, uh, and it winning, not, I think, but... is ridiculous. Oh, no, he's awful. Oh, borderline offensively bad. Uh, I think it's a really bad performance. Uh, anyway, terrible, terrible performance. Fuck. We can go through your we can go through your opinions on what Oscar wins are terrible or not. Um, what should we go right now? So tell us what your next pick is. Uh, sure. If you start with John Ford, I can't wait till you just go. Let's just let's just pull the bandit. Go ahead. So, uh, pick Anthony Hopkins in the pot. Go for it. I'm not picking Anthony. I'm kidding. Uh, anyway, uh, I wouldn't have picked this uh, until the last seven months of this year, when all of a sudden we this movie started out the biggest, most I'm... best thing to ever happen. We went a couple years. Without us, where the where the people who were sensible got the spotlight, and now we're right back to it being the best thing ever. Avatar is a bad movie. <laughs> Avatar is a bad oh, movie. Can we? Let's. let's I'm sorry. This is a dead horse that needs to be beat again. Apparently, because we're making. 17 more of these fish tank movies on CG and giving it production design every time. It's a bad movie. It's 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 Atlantis and Fern Gully and every other thing in between you've heard a thousand times. The movie's not original. The movie's not good. The CGI is not actually holding up that well from 09, to be honest with you. If you watch it again, it's not that great. Uh, some of that shit looks pretty bad. So, who the fuck is Sam Worthington? Why are we giving him another shot at a career again 10 years later? He's not good. No one in this movie is good. This movie's not good. I'm sorry, Tim Bracala, and everyone on Twitter who comes out and loves it. I'm glad you like it. But Best Picture nominee, a billion-dollar franchise, the world over loving it. It's not that good. Can we stop? Damien Chazelle put it in his fucking Babylon movie. Why? It's not good. Avatar is not good. <laughs> Um, Thank you. Avatar so, fucking sucks. So we're talking the first Avatar, right? Yes, Avatar. I I a hundred percent disagree on this, and this is and not that I think the movie's good. I don't think that that's not what I'm saying. But the praise is absolutely the opposite. Since this movie, listen, listen. Since this movie has come out, 
all of the hate has been towards it because I can't believe it earned that much fucking money. I can't believe this. I can't believe that. This is shit. This is awful. This is gross. This is blah, blah. Makes He makes another, and it's another $2 billion. It may not be for people, but it damn sure is for some. It is 100% for some. You can't... Say what you want about him as a director or him as a building the franchise, but if you want your if you want the Brinks truck to back up to your franchise, hire the man. He's done it successfully twice, this far apart and completely different. I don't think the movie's great, but overpraised. No one praises this film. They have, hold on, they ask the same questions you do every time you bring up Avatar. How to get best picture? The CGI uh, it doesn't look that great. Who's this part? Blah blah blah. All this stuff's crazy. So there's people that there's a subgroup that loves it, but the praise for it for the first Avatar film nowhere near some movies that have come out. You don't get to you have done. The minority your speech. is louder than no, the majority. That's all I'm saying. You have done your speech. You are done. You have res- you have you have done your time. For this franchise to be at four billion dollars, almost five billion, yeah. enough people like it. I don't think it's praised even by that group. And they just love what they love. It's crazy. Um, Kirk. Um, yeah, Co completely redeemed himself from the John Ford book. This movie <laughs> sucks. Um, and I don't, sucks I, isn't the question. I think you're. I think you're wrong. I think Coho hit on the head. Like the pendulum swung. Like for a while. Like. After like the initial like, oh look at the pretty color blue. Then everybody got over that. Like people like, oh wait, no, this movie's garbage. And then it swung back. And after, and now you have like Twitter and like that crowd that tries to argue that Phantom Menace is a good movie are the same people are like, oh yeah, you know what, Avatar is actually pretty good. Um, that this movie, I've said it before, Avatar is basically like James Cameron walked on the set of a sci-fi original channel movie. And said, "Here's a blank check for your special effects budget. Keep everything else the exact same, and the effects are not good. It's just different shades of blue floating around. It's ugly. It's an ugly, unattractive movie. It's terrible. And you're making the argument. When's the last if, time you saw it? If two billion people, I had to watch it for trivia last year. It was a miserable. Oh, um, <laughs> if two billion people dollars worth of people are going to see it." Then yeah, the normies praise it. They love it. Like that that there there is a large population who is going to see this. And at the same time, you're making the argument like, oh, it's a good movie because it makes money. Like a lot of bad movies. Well, make money. No, well, I'm so, just going to retract that. Like my my exact thing is the um, Transformers movies get make a shit ton of money. No one walks around praising those movies. They just go see it because it's a silent. It's a silent general like public that enjoys going to see these movies. The film community and stuff, it may get nominated and stuff, but people don't praise it to a high degree after the fact. I'm saying from 09 till now, till this new movie came out, why are they making another one? They'll never make another one. They'll, they'll do this. Well, when it comes back, it will be a bomb. Well, apparently not. It was successful. But praise-wise, overall quality of film, no one talks about it. Crazy. Um, uh... I mean, even in this show, a history of all the channels, everything I pick, no one has ever picked it as something like to bring it up as a good movie on any list that I've ever done on the show. None. Um, Jack, if you've seen this movie, talk fast. If you haven't, don't talk about you know Steve Crow and something else. 
movie's good, not great. Uh, it gets it. It's way over hated, not over praised. Uh, end of story. Scott. Uh, yeah, Phantom Menace is good. So is Avatar. Um, I, I enjoy both of those movies. Um, yeah, look, it's not a perfect movie, but he claims no film. He claims no. It's film. not a perfect movie. James Cameron, though, is somebody who he just makes very earnest films, very sincere movies, and that's not for everyone. I understand, but for me, I would much rather watch that than I would Thor: Love and Thunder, where somebody's making a joke every five seconds. So I enjoy that. It's not for everyone, um, but. Again, I don't understand why we're directing our attention towards people like Cameron and Nolan who are like propping up the type of movies that we want to see in theaters and making sure that that's still possible. Let's. What are we doing here? Oh but my God! A streaming draft. movie. We need to. That is like the pinnacle of film. <laughs> Jake, real quick. Um, yeah, I like Avatar. I was honestly worried Koya was going to say another movie from 2022, the way he was building it up. And I was yeah, about to have a I was like, don't you dare. Um, no, I like Avatar. I think it's fun. It's really good. And I like Wave Water, you know, Pelican Stan, uh, Space Whale. But, um, like, yeah, it's good stuff. Like, I do agree with Jack and, and Scott. Like, it's it started to become, like, just overhated the way it's sort of changed. But I do like the movie a lot. Yeah, crazy. I think Kyoho might have the worst two picks that I've ever seen. On. At this point, we're oh, taking wow. for Tua, Cody. We're taking for Tua. Let's go. I can tell. I can tell. Okay. <laughs> Watch your pick. Um, I think I'm going to do my movie as well. And I'm picking a movie that I don't have anything bad to say about. It's a movie I think is pretty good. I've watched it several times. I've enjoyed it. If you want to sit down and watch it right now, I'd watch it with you. But right now, this movie is number 15 all time on the letter. <laughs> the most overrated movie of the 2010s. Top overrated movie ever. Spider-Man and the Spider-Verse. Um, yeah, it's just, again, we're talking overpraised. Um, people talk about this movie like it's God's gift to cinema. Um, it is the most innovative, fantastic thing that you've ever, you're ever going to see. It's so mind-blowing. It changed everything. It changed comic book movies. It's a comic book movie, and people get excited about this. Most of the same reason they got excited about uh, you know, No Way Home, because there's a bunch of cool characters that you can look to all come together, and that's fun. And it is fun, and I like it. But, I mean, let's – I'm going to name some movies here. Goodfellas, Lord of the Rings, Empire Strikes Back, Sunset Boulevard, The Apartment. These are all movies that are lower than Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse on Letterboxd Top 250. And I don't think this is just an internet thing. I think this is like filmgoers in general have a really unhealthy obsession with movies. Looks great, it's fun, but it's nowhere near as great as it's made out to be in this community and in the film world at large. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, I lived what some people in this community did not live. Um, I lived the coho height of Spider Man into the Spider Verse, okay? Um, so I felt it more than probably anybody. I like the film a lot. 
the praise that's gotten since is crazy to me. Like it makes me question like the next one. Um, so I, as somebody that basically somebody understood the assignment is basically when you're coming in here and saying this, like I haven't even watched it since I've like gotten to into letterbox. Like that's how like removed I've been from this, like giving it time and space. So I don't know how I feel on rewatch at this point. I think it's a very cool concept. I think all that stuff, but you're not, you're not wrong. And it's 15 on the letterbox. That <laughs> you're so stupid, Jack. He's correct. Right? This is a great movie. I get why people would think it's overpraised. I disagree personally. I think it's praised pretty correctly. It's an incredible movie. But yeah, no. Okay, Scott. Um, like, okay, yeah, maybe it doesn't deserve to be number 15 in the letterbox, whatever, but I don't think it's overpraised. It's still a five-star movie for me, and I only have four or five animated movies rated that highly, so it takes a lot. Um, I think the animation is, you know, something pretty innovative. I really like the Lord and Miller style of humor, and it has, like, genuine heart in it that I think is true to the ethos of Spider-Man. So I don't have any problem with this movie whatsoever. I've watched it, like, four times since it came out. It was my number two of that year, I think. Like, I love it. I don't think it's overpraised. Yeah, again, maybe not top 15 of all time, but I think it's phenomenal. Jake. I, I know how you popular. Yeah. I really wish I loved this movie, but I just can't. And I don't know if it's just the overhypeness or just the fact that, like, it's just, it's everywhere. Um, and I do love Michael's comment. Uh, yeah, if you played Fandom in 2019... You got a Spider Verse question in every match, <laughs> um, but yeah, you did. I think the, yeah, you did. <laughs> I think the biggest, at least to me, the the most praise this movie gets, the the overpraise that this movie gets to me, at least, is stating that this is the best Spider Man film, and that really, really grates my cheese. That really like ticks me off, especially when there are two Spider Man films better than this. Um, I don't. Yeah, I agree I'll with say. that. No, it is the best Spider-Man film. It is perfectly rated. It actually should be rated higher, and it's an incredible film in its entirety. Uh, thank you very much. Sam Raimi wishes he could make a movie that is a tenth as good as this. Oh, boy. And Coho and Coho has already got the next movie logged at, like, five stars, hidden behind the scenes, ready to drop it when it happens. Um, all right. Uh, Jack, it's been a while. It's yeah. It's been, like, over an hour. That's your next pick. What's your pick? <laughs> I'm going with my movie as well. Uh, it's a movie I have seen on more top 10 lists than I can count. It's praised as one of the best, not only of its genre, but of like the entire 1990s. And I think that's insanity. I don't understand the love for Dazed and Confused. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. There are people here that are going to disagree with me. I cannot think of a single character I like. I hate <laughs> this movie. I understand how how it is held in such high regard. I'm. I watched this movie and had honestly one of the worst times I've had recently watching a movie. I just am baffled. 
baffled at the, the praise this movie still gets today and it when better movies in the genre have been made and for and, and i do enjoy a fair few movies that are more like vibes than plot and whatever this just doesn't work for me. Maybe something will change on a second watch. It's one that I, I don't know. But maybe something will change. But as of right now, fucking hell, I can't stand the hype this movie gets. That's about my favorite ass uh, ever. Is you're like, I had the most miserable time ever. Maybe on a second watch, watch my lights, <laughs> lights will come on. I can, that's Coho's way of thinking. He hates movies and all of a sudden he understands what directors were going for. Um, I can't disagree more, um, on this movie. I love this movie and I love everybody wants them. I think they are exactly the kind of movie that they're set out to be. And I enjoy all the characters in them. Uh, I understand some problematic, I guess you would say, but I, I enjoy the world when we're in it. So, but I'll pass this to some other people that are a little bit bigger fans than me. But I will first go to Coho to get your take, and then I'll bounce to them, and then we'll end with the person that gave it a standing ovation. Yeah, uh, I, I watched ever it for the first standing time. ovation in YLS history. I watched it for the first time last year, and I really, really liked it. Uh, I will revisit again this year. I think it is it, It's one that lived up to the hype for me, so I disagree with the pick. Um, the movie, I am not the, I don't want to act like I'm, I'm on the Jack's side. I like the movie. I'm not fully into it. Like a lot of people, it's just not, it's not my type of film, or at least I just don't connect. I didn't connect with the first time I saw it. And this was years ago now. Um, I prefer everybody wants some, but that's just a personal preference of mine. Um, but I also like Linklater, so I'm not going to act like this is a, like a, a, a justifiable choice. Like Linklater makes great films and, um, yeah. I, I, this is also this is his third film. This is what really like catapulted him to making movies and before trilogy. So, yeah. so I, I yeah, it's fine. Uh, Scott, Mitch Kramer, Wooderson, Slater, Michelle, Simone, Mike, Tony, O'Banion. Uh, there's, uh, but wait, there's more. Um, yeah, I, the, I don't understand the whole, I don't know any characters from this movie. You're not trying hard enough. I, I think that's the real problem, but, um, yeah, this is, it's, it is an all time coming of age movie. Um, you know, it, it, it is a movie that is just very authentic to what this time in life is like, um, where, you know, you're just kind of at this transitional period waiting for what's going to happen next just enjoying the moments while you know you're in them with you know your friends and, and whatnot um it doesn't have a plot because life doesn't really have a plot um but it is um you know intoxicating you really get lost in this world it's it's a very funny film um you know again plenty of memorable characters memorable memorable dialogue and it's you know link later was very um, non-judgmental towards the actual teenagers when um, he made this movie. He allowed them to just kind of be who they were, and I think the results of that show on the screen um, and, you know, it makes the film all the better for it. So, yeah. I, it, it, the only critique that I heard was I don't like any of the characters. So, I mean, 
that just seems like I'm, a personal preference thing. I mean, I, I, I did say I also hate the screenplay as well. With, that was also something but I said. Why? But, anyway, we don't go down there. Um, Perk, you give a scene innovation. Can you tell us why? Scott, thank you for that long list of characters that I don't care about. Um, yeah, I think it's hilarious that Scott spent his first pick crap, crapping all over John Hughes coming-of-age movies. You are where not. This is the exact <laughs> same thing. Same boring story, same unlikable stereotypical characters. I, I mean, I don't know Linklater, I, but I would bet cash money that he would tell you that Hughes was an influence on this movie. I mean, it is a 90s John Hughes movie. That's all it is. Um, like, there's no, I, I mean, I'll say it. I, I've said this a million times. I said in my review when the statutory rapist is your most likable character, your movie's got a lot of problems. And um, I don't like anyone in this. I don't care about anyone. Um, yeah, life doesn't have a plot. You know what it does? Movies. This is a movie, not real life. So um, well, that's, that's a great point. But great uh, yeah, this is, th- there's really nothing. Jack, um, I thought, yeah, you, you're, on, you're on par with co host. The average card pick here. This is a very, very solid movie. I don't like well, those two are side by side. Okay, Kirk, think about who you're aligning yourself with here. I just wanted to point that. <laughs> you're making me do it, Scott. Yeah, I didn't do a thing. <laughs> okay, um, interesting. Uh, Scott, you get now to respond with your pick. Uh, did everybody in that last round pick a movie? Uh, Jake's last first uh, yeah. last round one was the movie, but yeah, everybody picked the movie, but. But Scott has Scott does not have a movie. He Scott has not picked a movie. Yet. Wow, what a See, gift for you! That you can save it to the final no. round. Picking I, I mean, over. nobody is going to take any of my picks. So again, I'm not really worried about like what order I take stuff in. So, but well, I, I'll go ahead and take you, a. You should. Yeah, I'll go ahead and take a performance since we're here. Nobody's taken one yet. Um, and this is a movie I'd like. I genuinely say i think this is a good movie i like the sequel also which features the same character and performer um but i think the performance does get too much praise i'm talking about james mcavoy and split i think gets a little bit too much praise um and the reason that it gets too much praise is because oh look at how amazing it is he did you know such and such many many characters Quality over quantity is what I would say in response to that, um, because I think too many of those characters are very broad. And this is this is a movie that I think wants to be taken seriously and wants to have serious things to say about mental illness. And, you know, again, the climax of Split is, you know, this very sort of intense confrontation between him and um, Anya Taylor-Joy's character. Um, in which things are revealed about his past. Um, And I don't think that James McAvoy hits the right notes in these various crazy personality characters. Like, I don't think it's an authentic portrayal uh, necessarily of what that sort of um, condition is like. And I think he is going for more of a, I'm showing off, like, look at how impressive it is that I can do all of these different personalities and characters. And he's not quite on the level that I think I would prefer from the movie. Again, I think the movie is good. I like, you know, M. Night Shyamalan's films. I think he's a great filmmaker. I think ultimately it kind of comes out in the wash because I think Anya Taylor-Joy does balance him out with a much more grounded and, you know, uh, quiet performance. 
Um, but I just think, again, it's a fine performance. There's nothing wrong with it, um, except that it, it does get too much praise for being this like insane virtuosic thing when I think not all of the personalities are fully realized characters. Um, I just laugh because I knew someone's going to have a visceral reaction. I kind of lean towards uh, you a little bit, maybe not as much. I think this when this performance came out, people lost their minds, thought it was great. I just love how much it's been memed to death since. Um, as like, you know, when you spend $43 at Taco Bell, it wasn't me, it was Patricia. Um, and like him just sitting there, like, I think he gives like a good performance in it, but like people were talking like Oscars, he got robbed, all these things from it. I think it's a fine performance. I think once you get past like, like the like two characters that he's playing, the rest are like, but like he plays four total, I guess you're asking. So there, there's, there's, there's four fully realized characters. There's okay. even that scene in Glass where they're like, let's basically just turn the light on and off multiple times so we can see how many characters he can do. I know I'm talking about a di slightly different movie now, but again, same performance. Slightly. Character. Like, it's literally a opportunity just for him to, like, cook. But I don't know that he's So, really So my take on this is, like, I, get, I give them, like, two. The rest I don't think are great, like, characters. I love when Cole, like, give me the more definition of fleshed out, blah, blah. I disagree with that altogether. I don't think they're that great. Um, overall, I think also the end when he goes to uh, um, the beast. isn't the, the beast. beast? Is that the character? Yeah, yeah the beast. I I rolled a lot of that. I think that's when you lose a lot of that film. I understand. I'm glad that you know in the contract he worked out for a certain amount of months, and they need to show off his body like just just so he gets camera time, like all the other celebrities do. Uh, but that part really lost me overall. So I think it's a fine performance. I do agree that it got a lot of praise. I don't know if it led. Uh, let I don't think it it gets its praise as much anymore because I think Coho moves on to different movies at times. Um, Jack, thoughts on this? It's somewhere on my Blu-ray shelf, but I haven't seen the movie. <laughs> Good talk. Good comment. Um, <laughs> okay, uh, Kirk. Um, I think it's good. I mean, I'm, I think it's impressive just the way he. <clears throat> bounces through like the voices and the physicality and everything i mean i think there is something praiseworthy there how great it is you think you know your mileage may vary and that's fine um but as far as too much praise maybe like when the movie came out but since like maybe a couple months after this was released this is probably the first conversation i've heard about it so i don't think it's a too much praise kind of thing. okay um jack uh, jake sorry um, I feel like the most argument we're going to make over like what gets enough praise is going to be the performances because it's just like I feel like it's so much harder than director or movie or wildcard. I, I don't even know what everyone else is going to do for that. I like uh, McAvoy uh, uh, in Split. I think he's like fantastic. Um, I really like. I know it's a little, it's very showy and like that's just based on how the character is written. Um, but I feel like he really does like showcase like each different character and also just the small little mannerisms. I really um, I really like. Um, yeah, like if he, if he got like an Oscar nod, then I would probably could see the like the overpraise, but um I like it. I think it's fun. I oh. think I think to come to an M Night Shyamalan secret comic movie sequel looking for a sensitive portrait of mental illness shows a lack of awareness about the movies that you watch. Uh I think Split is a fun horror thriller. 
The reason why the half stars off is because Anya Taylor Joy is not good. So to say she is the best part of this is crazy. She is nothing. She's a block of wood. And bouncing off of a performance that is dynamic is really fun to watch. The different performances he has in it are really entertaining. The four people are really fun to watch in fully, like, their entire path of what they do. The clips that you get to see in the videos are fun little snippets of what else is there. It's a two-hour movie. I don't need to see all 23 become giant characters. It's fine. And I think the Beast is a physically imposing thing that he gets to do. And I think that's I think this is a very good performance. I think it's ridiculous to judge James McAvoy on M. Night Shyamalan's script. Uh, it's not overpraised. It's properly praised. It's a good performance, and it's fantastic. And I'm glad we talked about it, just not in this context. Because if he was not, if he was just trying to make a fun horror thriller, then I think it was especially tacky that he had decided to include mental illness as part of the plot. But that's M Night Shyamalan does not just make goofball movies. So I, that's not. I mean, that's his plot. entire career. Have you not watched The Last Airbender <laughs> or The Happening? That's not. In the no, same I haven't. Way. I'm not talking so about this. <laughs> Or after. All right. Um, now it's back. Scott's again. No, it's, it's me again. Yeah, yeah. again. All right. I'm going to go ahead and do the again. Nobody's going to take my other performance or wild card. So it doesn't. Cody, it doesn't the, matter. The like, strategy. Just have a little heart for it. Gee, okay, whatever. Pick what you want. Um, with my movie, this is probably not going to be a surprise for people who know me. Look, generally speaking, I rate movies highly. You look at my letterbox, I probably have one of the highest average curves of people around. I like movies. Uh, but when there are movies that come out and people overly praise them, um, and there have been two or three in the last couple of years, um, I do make myself known about those. And certainly one of those films, another film that won an Oscar for screenplay is Promising Young Woman. <laughs> Definitely an overpraised film, uh, especially in this community, but in general. I mean, if you, if you go on Letterboxd, like, everyone is given this five stars, and then there's me. Um, but um, I, I think this movie is an absolute mess. And again, another movie that bungles very serious subject matter. Um, obviously, you know, the subject matter here is rape and suicide. Um, and... The movie can't really decide what it wants to be like it seems like it wants to be kind of a revenge type thriller thing but its idea of revenge is very sort of messed up it's like we're going to take this Allison Brie character and make her believe that she was raped um and get, get her drunk like drug her basically and then make her believe that she was raped and I guess as the audience we're supposed to go haha she got what she deserved um yeah, that's kind of messed up. They go after the guy's lawyer for doing his job, um, and then you know that's we get to the we get to the third that. act of we get to the third act of the movie, and it really goes off the rails. Um, the choices that they make. I mean, the movie's been out for three years now, two years now. Um, the choice that they make to have the protagonist die is a bewildering choice to say the least um and presented as like again as if some sort of desirable revenge has been achieved um i have a lot of problems with that the final moments of the movie and the the text messages and the uh, you know their names linked together or whatever it's like again we're supposed to be like all right we did it we we got the revenge um and your main character is dead um and what was raped and is dead 
Um, so there's a huge problem there, uh, not to mention the police are showing up. And apparently, again, that's going to save the day, even though the whole po reason we're in this situation in the first place is because the police wouldn't do anything. A um, lot of issues with this movie. Um, I think, again, that it the tone is all over the place. It can't decide what it wants to be um, and ultimately bungles some really serious subject matter. And I'm afraid of the influence that this movie's going to have. Already, there was a movie at Sundance that played this year, uh, Cat Person, that, let's just say, borrows very heavily from Promising Young Woman and not the few elements of this movie that are actually pretty good. Yeah, the, definitely the bad uh, side of that. So I, I worry that because the movie was so successful and won an Oscar, we're going to continue to see its influence on things, um, which would be not good and problematic. Promising young woman. Right so I'm. Sorry. My gosh, I'm gonna hold you in contempt. Okay, listen. Um, as someone that has watched this movie twice and I have liked it, I maybe not realized how problematic the movie might have been. <laughs> like looking at it as, as you were describing it. And what it like influences, I think you have a point. The problem, I guess, I don't run in those circles of the praise as high. I know a lot of people in the community liked it, but it seemed like it happened and then it went. And I don't see as many people talk about it now, which doesn't mean that it wasn't praise at the time. So I believe, like, just because, like, no one's going to pick this, but Parasite is one of those choices because all the movies have been picked. And I'm not comparing those two, but though I we don't talk about it in the same like consistent talk that we're having now. Still a good movie, but I will still remember the white hot heat the the praise of Parasite had. Like that is burned for the rest of my life of how hot Parasite was at the time. So maybe I'm about point. I don't know. Uh, I think maybe this pick was. Um, uh, tied in some personal feelings about the movie of how much you dislike it, but I don't, you probably not, you probably have a valid stance, I would say. Um, makes me think like that one scene, oh, yeah, that's a little rough now you look at it. Yeah, I thought about drafting, honestly, for that. It's fair. Um, we'll go Jake. Thoughts? Um, yeah, I think if you want to see every detailed reason why the movie is not great, uh, uh, watch, uh, read scott's uh letterbox review I've, i don't know how it came to me but i just read it like a couple weeks ago so i was like oh um really informative uh the whole black uh, black clansman uh, comparison i think or not comparison but how that movie does it better in what promising woman is trying to do i think it really showcases the problems um yeah like it's i i don't i don't have the intense hate that scott has for the movie i think it's all right I can kind of see what it's trying to do. I don't think it goes for the uh, it perfectly the execution of it, um, and I do like the one scene with the lawyer, um, just because it's Alfred Molina and I love him. I'm sure, <laughs> uh, that's literally the reason why. Uh, he played uh, and, and, and Mulligan's good, and I think the aesthetic, the look of it, is kind of decent. But yeah, that's about it. I do get the other praise. But... Okay, uh, Coho. I really like it. I don't think it's a bad Oscar win. Um, it's not what I would have voted for. I would have voted for the other screenplay involving Lawyers that year, which I think is better. Uh, but I, um, I, uh, Trial of Chicago 7, everyone. Uh, but I, yeah, we got uh, it. We didn't have to say yeah. it. We got better it. Than I, 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 was, I was the one confused. 
Okay. <laughs> uh, I, I like the movie. I don't necessarily agree with some of the takes Scott has. I it's, fine. it's not like it's not like his review is like an ill thought out. I think it's actually a really well interesting written piece. So, I was just uh, yeah, it's a movie. I mean, I I, I I I've seen it. It has its problems. There's things I liked about it. Um, I'm not going to argue. You know, Scott's on the on the details. But I honestly think Scott has some really personal axes to grind on these screenplay Oscars because literally this movie came out, what, two, three years ago? And this is, this is the first conversation that I've had or overheard about this movie. This movie That's is not, true. not overpraised at all. It is. I, I, I'm talking I, about Aaron's comment. Yeah. Oh, this movie is not in any way overpraised like this movie is I, I have no fear of this movie having any long-term influence on anything it won the oscar i don't think it won well, you haven't the oscar. seen cat person yet a, a lot of movies probably five people are going to see cat person scott let's be real it was um, based on an incredibly popular new but, yorker article i think but, uh, people oh, so, what, 10 people read that um <laughs> but uh <laughs> fucking love her. you're just saying things now you but, yeah, this movie is not going to have any <laughs> long lasting Classic cultural impact. It won an Oscar. A lot of movies have been forgotten. Won Oscars. Um, I don't think the the the, yeah. the 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 other four movies like them or hate them uh, that have been picked in this draft at least are like in the cultural consciousness and like people were thinking about it. Like I completely forgot this movie exists until Scott brought it up. Again, I'm I'm talking about I approach it from this community. And if you look at Letterboxd again for this community, you'll see what I mean. But um, I also want to say really quickly to Melissa's comment that um, I would definitely not I'm definitely not trying to devalue the experience of women who would speak on this movie because it is about women's experiences. And so I fully acknowledge that um, I'm probably not even the right person to be talking about it in the first place. Uh, You know, I gave my opinion as it is. Um, but um, I would not go so far as to suggest that, um, you know, this doesn't portray perhaps a realistic experience for women. I think it does, but that um, the way that the, the movie is stylized and everything devalues the point that it's trying to make. I also do think there are better movies that detail and are about this issue. Watch the Women's French film being... Revenge. Re- yeah, Revenge. I think I I think I have a more problem with somebody that sells cell phones that uh, that people think that they can time up their text to send out timely scheduled text messages to a bunch of people at a time. Something that doesn't exist. Don't uh, I want to know what carrier she has that allows you to do that. Yeah, because that doesn't exist. <laughs> it is um, uh, but just to let you know, don't come to your local places and yell at people. No, 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 no. Um, okay, uh, Jack, you date, yeah, what are your I, first two picks? You picked Taika Waititi and Days and Confused. Let's see if you can piss off this community anymore. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've got nothing really to say about Promising Young Woman anyway. Um, uh, oh, yeah. sorry. My, no, it's fine. Uh, nothing else to add. My, I'm going with a performance. Uh, and Coho used a phrase earlier uh, while describing uh, Anya Taylor-Joy in Splits. Uh, now... Coho, I'm going to tell you what who's actually a block of wood. And I'm sorry if this offends you. Except I'm not sorry. Because Peter O'Toole in Lawrence of Arabia is... <laughs> oh, okay. Wow. I'm sorry. You're I'm alone! Sorry. I don't get the love for this performance. 
Uh, he is fine. He is perfectly fine. <laughs> it took me 180 episodes to get John Ford and Peter up to I hate you. Yeah, I hate me too. What, what, what Good. Hey, listen, I'm sorry, but this film is talked about as one of the greatest best picture winners ever and Peter O'Toole is up there as uh, one of the greatest performances ever in any list I've seen and I don't understand. I'm sorry. He's fine. He is the most monotone fucking best actor nominated performance I've seen in a while. It's, I, I do not get the love around it. He didn't he didn't win? Thank God, because he he shouldn't have. But I, I just I I I, I don't get it. Peter O'Toole famously never won the Oscar. You're like God for your movie. The most famously underrated and underrecognized actor in the history of film. Thank God we're finally taking him to task after all this time. Never won. Not only, not only do you pick Lawrence Arabia, which I have not seen since school, so it's been a long time. I do remember really remembering Peter O'Toole being very good in this movie. I guess a different type of wood than when I watched it. I don't know what kind of he wasn't a block of wood. But when we're doing a show called Too Much Praise, <laughs> there is not an actor out there that has been talked about of getting not enough praise for his time. And you picked him in the Too Much Praise show. I just love it. I love that John Ford and Peter O'Toole showed up on the same show. Um, it's just great to me. Um, again, I can't really speak on it. It's been a really long time since I saw it. I don't. That was. N I remember the length being a problem. Because the length is pretty long, but I don't remember Peter O'Toole being the problem in Lawrence of Arabia. Again, it will be a rewatch I do at some point. Um, it makes me feel uh, Scott, thoughts? It's an incredible movie. Um, his performance is probably the best thing about it. I, it's a great performance, though. Uh, I mean, yeah, like I've never thought that this this performance was not worthy of the praise that it gets and again i'm not sure how much praise it even gets nowadays because even though this movie is you know very acclaimed it's also four and a half hours long and nobody is really sitting down to watch it on a saturday afternoon anymore so overpraised again it, it is just very funny to talk about peter o'toole who's lost like eight oscars or whatever <laughs> as in the overpraised category but um yeah he's great great movie it will be this year. Nope, not again. <laughs> Surprised you still showed up, Kurt. Um, it's I've seen this movie once. It's been a while. Like I don't remember all the details of the uh, performance. It was good, at least good. And to say, I mean, there are a million like Oscar Beatty type of performances from Oscar Beatty types of movies from this era that you could have picked. And to pick this one is crazy because I think there are ones that are worse and talked about more. Um, so to, to, to go back in time and pick this one out is is, is kind of nuts. Like everybody said, like Peter O'Toole is famously underrecognized for uh, you know for his body of work, and I think he's, this may not be his best performance, but still really solid. Yeah, uh, uh, Jake. Um, so when I did this draft, I tend to I tried to avoid films 
pre-2000, mainly because the films we still talk about back then are films that have aged well, like, I don't know, Lawrence of Arabia. Uh, so I didn't really uh, consider anything like this and would never have considered someone actually picking Peter O'Toole as the character T.E. Lawrence in the film Lawrence of Arabia. But I proved to be wrong today, um, and I find that pure insanity. <laughs> you moron that sits across from you that is jack pinchuk i i was not able to be on that episode of picture this and was absolutely stunned to come back the next week and find that they had voted it one of the 10 worst movies to win best picture and that the peter o'toole is an awful performance i was alone it's so i was long, alone Ho-ho. i was it's alone four and a half hours and think that his introduction, that Peter O'Toole's introduction, is just pure charisma. That this guy is just so cool. That's just, he's so fucking good. I don't know how you watch this movie as a block of wood, that when he's burning the matches down to his fingers at the map and talking to his the people in the room, it's not, he's fucking effortlessly charming. I don't know who, what you watched, but you didn't watch Lords of Arabia, you fucking moron Canadian. The idiotic take. I'm sick of hearing it for the last All right, weeks. we're getting... Okay, John Ford. <laughs> we're getting to old co-ho I can be aggressive um, Okay, okay. Well, hold on. I This does bring up my weekly conversation to everybody. If you're ever struggling out there and you wonder uh, if you want to keep doing shows or not, there's a show that comes on. I think it's Sundays at 5 o'clock. They, also re- they reference Hitler a couple times in some of their Facebook posts. Um, it's called Picture This. Just turn it on for about total five minutes. You'll realize you can keep fighting the good fight. Um, anyways, up to Kurt Allen. One of the people that have understood the assignment so far. Let's see if you can do Okay. Uh, I'm going to go for one of my performances. And I think everybody's mentioned how this is the hardest thing of the draft because there's so many uh, that fit the category. Um, it's really hard to narrow it down. So I think I let recency bias influenced me a little bit to be a tiebreaker. Um, Jake mentioned how the Oscars love to nominate people for playing biopics and play in biopics, play real people. Uh, something else that the Oscars love to nominate is when a person who is historically famous for being good looking uglies himself up for a role. And my pick is Brendan Fraser in the whale. Brendan Fraser, yeah. <laughs> um, Brendan Fraser is, has always been a terrible actor. This is an objective. If you disagree, you're blinded by nostalgia because you liked Mummy when you're a kid and you were too young and dumb to realize how bad that movie is. Um, he's always sucked. He's never had his his talent lied in his beautiful piercing blue eyes and those cheekbones that looked like they were carved by his juice himself. Uh, when the lights started to fade and the uh, cheekbones started to get a little pudgy, uh, you saw him fall off the face of the earth because there was no talent at all behind that. Um, to hear him talked about as an Oscar nominee at this point is kind of disgusting because of the complete void of talent that he is. Uh, the Well is his best career performance, bar incredibly low, and let's face it, the fat suit's doing 95% of the work. Uh, if he wins the Oscar, which God help us, he's probably going to, and it's pathetic. Um, he better drag that fat suit up there with him and let give it most of the time and let it do most of the talking because that's <laughs> that is that's what one that's what's gonna win it for him if he wins this. Um the performance is oh like I said, it's okay. Um, but you still see underneath all the makeup and all the, the prosthetics, you see the same like 
you want to call Peter O'Toole a block of wood. Brendan Fraser is a human block of wood. You know, put all the prestige where else you want. If he's still Brendan Fraser, and he's, I mean, again, not the worst performance of his career, not a terrible performance, but over. And I get it. He's a nice guy. He's had some really terrible things happen to him in his life, and we want to root for him. We want to see good things happen to this guy. But he, in no universe possible, ever deserves to win an Oscar oh, for anything. Wow. Um, to quote the mummy. Uh, some people would say you're on the wrong side of the river um, with this take. Uh, I don't know. I haven't seen the movie. I've seen the pictures. I've seen his acceptance speeches overall. Um, I, yeah, I'm just going to leave it there. I don't know. I can't tell you that. I Praise alone, yes, I have heard nonstop about in this performance. So it has me concerned, to say the least. Um, but you saying dragging the fat suit up there to do the award, that's I think there's a line. I think you crossed the, I think you crossed the it, sir. Uh, I also love that Coho is yelling at him so much about Peter O'Toole why he did pick John Ford. I thought that I was just comical. Like not at all. Um okay, uh who has seen the whale? Hands raised. Right okay. Scott, you agree you got a lot of praise so far for the both? Yeah, I've read the play and I saw the trailer for this movie where he's like, people are amazing or whatever he says in the trailer. And I, that was all I needed to see. So um, I think Kirk's probably right on this. Okay, so we'll go to we'll go to Jack first. Thoughts? Is it too much praise? No, he, the reason he's getting all this praise is because he fucking deserves it for this performance because this is a great performance. I'm sorry. I don't get okay. First of all, I've also... You don't get Peter O'Toole either. It's fine. Yeah, I've, that's fair. Uh, look, I've never seen The Mummy. I, 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 I never really cared much about Brendan Fraser as an actor. Uh, I saw this movie and was absolutely floored. I'm. It's an incredible performance. I don't understand how you can watch it and say, eh, it's fine. It's all right. He's still a, 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 a an absolute void of, uh, of talent, uh, and I don't I just don't get that take. That that makes no sense to me when this came out and he Did you say he is a absolutely killed it? Yeah. He's saying he doesn't see how I could say that. I, that yes. Okay, that's right. Sorry. Words. Yes. Um Coho. I'm actually more on Kirk's side. Uh I think the performance should not be nominated for a sacker this year. Um, let alone win it. Um, I kind of agree with Kirk. I think the prosthetics are doing a lot of the work. I think Brendan Fraser actually has moments where he's actually hindering the film itself. Uh, with his performance, I don't think the movie's very good. Um, I think that he is not bad, but not great. I think that that movie's being elevated by Hong Chow and Sadie Sink more than anyone. Um, and I think that uh, him being the front runner or one of the two front runners for best actor right now is a little crazy because he's third best in his class at best. Right now, so um, at best, yeah. I, um, this might be a crazy pin. I love this performance. Um, I'm not like a super Brendan Fraser fan. I like the Mummy a lot. I I like him more as a human being because of what's happened to him. And I think, yeah, Oscars is a political game of trying to see who's going to get the the nods and who's going to win. And it's all a whole whole thing that's not really particularly about who gave the best performance but i would like to see him win because it would be such a great redemption not redemption art but sort of re 
it's just him a comeback sort of tale and story. The narrative I think there is really huge. I think he's fantastic. I know the the, the fat suit is doing a lot, um, but he did gain weight for the performance uh, for the role, and I think that like showcases like the physicality of how he moves is really there and. The monologues that he gives, I think, are pretty good. Like he he has a, a really warm soul and warm heart, and you really shake it. You really see that through the uh, the performance. I liked it. I liked the movie. I will admit, it is definitely starting to get a little overpraised, but I will absolutely accept that just to see Brendan Fraser come back and make movies again because that would be nice. Um, Kirk hates happiness. Just remember that. Like that's that's Kirk's in I stood up for Coda. Um, did you die? Okay. Um, probably need to get some other, some other game. Um, okay. Uh, Coho, we have what? John Ford. <laughs> What's your second pick? Avatar. Avatar. Okay. Two incorrect picks. Let's see if you can correct it with third pick. Oh, you're not. You're not going to agree with me on the next one. So I'm going to get out of the way. Uh, I. Well, actually, am I going to take that one? No, you know what? I don't want to piss off Cody tonight. I actually feel stronger about the one that'll piss off Jake Marangoni. I think I'm going to take a very recent performance that was the front runner to win her category for a while until a little movie came along starring Ariana Nicole. And this woman is terrible in every movie she's ever been in, except for maybe one. And this was her crowning Oscar nomination achievement, and she's the worst part of a movie that got too much praise. I'm picking Kristen Dunst in The Power of the Dog. What a dog shit performance from a dog shit actress in a dog shit movie. Dunst is not a good actress and much like Brendan Fraser has never been great. I'm sorry. I'm with Kirk. She should have stopped making movies a long time ago. Kristen Dunst is not good. And her performance in The Power of the Dog being the thing where she got a nomination that people were praising her for. Can't see it. She's actively hindering that movie from being good. Even great. And I hate that she got nominated and let alone was a front runner for a while before Ariana DeBose rightfully came and got an Oscar. Uh, hate this performance. Hate this movie. We're going Kirsten Dunst. I'm glad we don't fully run in the same circles. Because um, I don't. What are we talking about? I don't. Like, I remember. Like, okay. From your gold derby site, and you sit there and you watch all your Oscar buzz that like leaks in April, like April and uh, June and July, like your early season predictors. Who the fuck? Who the fuck has talked about Kirsten Dunst and the Power of the Dog since the movie came out? I don't even remember during it her giving like this. I I I did hear from a larger like a little bit of a group that said. Oh, she's good. Oh, she's terrible. And that was basically it. I think there are just far more actors and actresses, especially over the last couple of years, that have gotten praise for movies that um, didn't deserve it. I think you just took a personal shot at Jake Marangoni. And I, uh, definitely. I'm taking that's it. That's fine. But also, also Michael Campbell as well. Yeah. yeah, Michael, yeah you, Michael, fuck like, does. Listen, listen. I say this to I say this to a few people. The one man that can end your life on this internet is Michael Campbell. This is true. I backtrack and say I don't say anything negative about the man. So I bold move. I think this is terrible. I think this is arguably we're picking a lot of new stuff. Brendan Fraser I haven't seen, but Brendan Fraser has at least gotten to the point of like she deafening. For what supporting actress? Yes. 
Who gives a fuck about the like? There's not a lot of people screaming at the award for supporting and supporting actor. They happen and they All move right. on. People don't care. People never Basket Robbins always finds out. Listen, we share a YouTube page for Multiplex, and every time I go into the page, it always has a Matt Landis clip on there. I don't know who watches it, but it definitely ain't me. Um, it's wild. It's from like movie news, like seven years ago. Um, Jake. I'll let you have the first words for this. Go for it. I'm I'm confused. I've never heard anyone go, oh my god, Kirsten, not Kristen, Kirsten Dunst has been overpraised for Power of the Dog. Right. I can't believe it. She's been talked to death. Everyone's like, oh, no. this is her first nomination after a career spanning like 25 years, almost 30 years, and you're going to be like, oh yeah, I've had enough of her in the Oscar talk. Like, calm fucking down. I love her performance. Sure, Coda Boy. Well, you know, that's that's completely unrelated. But no, you can't be like, she's never been good. I don't even think you've seen like her best performances. I don't think you've seen Mel- Melancholia. Oh, you know I mean? oh, I was going to say, you want to bring up Melancholia on this show? You no, didn't no, watch the last couple weeks, did film. you? She really showcased how incredible she is in performances. I don't, I, I don't get this. Like, if she didn't win, she didn't win. She was nominated. No one was like, oh, yeah, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. But she didn't win. I don't get this. She shouldn't have been nominated it. either. Uh, Melancholia, just for the fact that it's not her problem, it's the movie for me. Um, Scott. Uh, yeah, again, I, I don't necessarily get the overly praised thing unless we're looking at it from an Oscars perspective. But even then, she didn't win, kind of was never going to win, really, after West Side Story came out. But um, I think she's a great actress I, I can't imagine what has inspired such vitriol towards her um but um yeah i the spider i never I, I think I go but yeah good performance good movie uh, so three and a half stars constitutes a dog shit movie to you coho check pin check don't start with okay uh Regardless, you want to play, play for Fun DMC? I'll trade you. We started the Kingsman Civil War tonight. Regardless, <laughs> I like this. Though. I like this. Regardless, if you, if we did I'm this, just so glad we're back. If we did this in 2021, <laughs> sure. It's been, or, uh, but since then, I haven't heard anyone say anything about this movie or her performance. I honestly uh, haven't thought about this movie at all in like six months until tonight so i'm sorry but no. um, as an actress i mean she's never moved the needle for, needle for me one way or the other i've never really i mean i she i've never like thought a movie was worse because of her or better because of her. she's always just been kind of been somebody who's there for me um as far as part of the dog goes, yeah i didn't hear my I, if i would have rather seen power of the dog and accepted more of that as a as the movie because I think the whole of that movie got more praise than some of its parts. I know all of it did sure. get praise, um, but I think Campion and the movie were the ones that really got the, the praise for. I didn't hear much about her. So, um, deserve a nomination? Maybe not. Overpraised. Uh, I, I, after those Oscars over, I think that you know completely went away, and I think it's going to come back up anytime soon. Hey, hey, Jack! If he trades you to Fun DMC, Jake will show up to your matches. Um, okay. Uh, no, Jake shows up to every match. I, I've been there too. Um, um, 
Who's oh Kirk? We're no Jake. Jake. Back to Jake. Yeah, sorry, sorry. 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 I thought we were um, coming back down. Didn't know we were back. So I'm also going to go performance, and then I have my wild card. I mean, well, wait, what do I have now? Oh, yeah, we've got acting performance. Fuck, I forgot it's five rounds. Yeah, I'm going to go acting performance just because I want to get those out of the way. Um, so, yeah, and this is kind of similar to Eddie Redmayne with The Theory of Everything, and, and it's an Oscar win that I just don't see, and especially there was another person who should have won, and for most of this Oscar season was going to win, and then something happened. Um, Mark Rylance? No one ever talks about this performance from Bridge of Spies. And I think it's the same situation as Eddie Raymane. Would it all. help? Huh? Would it help? Okay. Would it help? Line. <laughs> Other than that, there is nothing noteworthy or memorable about the performance. Spielberg said, we're going to do two takes. Just do what you can with those two performances. There is nothing memorable or noteworthy about the way he portrays the character. He's doing the bare minimum of the performance. And he somehow won over Stallone for playing a character that he created 35 years ago, or however long it was, Rocky the first one was. And everyone was assuming he was going to win. And he gives a great fucking fantastic performance in Creed. Um, and then just didn't win. And they gave it to some old British guy. And his career, like Eddie Raymond, has just become like a self-parody of himself. Playing the BFG and... His, his insane performance in Don't Look Up. Like, I have no idea what the fuck he's doing in that movie. That That is a performance that makes me want to just strangle him. I want to do because of his performance. Um, but I just do not understand how he was able to win. Like, it just picture the movie and picture that performance. What do you remember? It's just him looking stoic going. And that's it. Would it help? Um, that's what it says. Didn't he? Didn't he also beat? He beat Stallone. He beat Mark he Ruffalo. Ruffalo. Mark he Ruffalo. Beat, Tom he Hardy Bale and Bale. Bale and Bale. You want to talk about the absolute like guy? Like ever these four are like chatting and having like a real conversation. And the fucker comes up and grabs the briefcase and runs off. That's Mark. The heist of the century. I remember watching it and I did a. I was like. What? Who? And tell me about a guy that's got a star, like somebody that's gotten from this Oscar and a praise and like putting things like over and over now. Like he's he's getting more and more movies all the time. I think it's absolutely laughable when you have that cast up there getting nominations. And I could make a case for all four why they all should have won over Rylance that year. And would it help? He just looks at Hank all the time. I'll do that. But would it help? Like, shut up. Like, what acting is this? Got the word. Biggest crime. I couldn't agree more on this choice. I, it's one of my most hated Oscar ceremonies of all time. Just for that. Like, oh, it's, Stallone gave a better performance in that movie than he ever did in any Rocky movie ever. And he gives it here and nothing. It's crazy. Great choice. Great choice. Um, uh, Scott, thoughts? Yeah, I mean, Mark Rylance was a very accomplished stage actor before becoming a film actor, and I think you can see some of that in the types of performances he gives. Um, we were just talking before the call about uh, him in Bones and All and how absurd he is in that movie, but um, 
yeah, I actually still haven't seen Bridge of Spies. Um, I'm sure it's a fine movie because it's Spielberg, but um, I, fi- I find it very hard to believe that this deserved to beat Mark Ruffalo in Spotlight. Hey, they know, um, and they did nothing. <laughs> they did let it happen. Two kids. Jake, Jake or Jack? Jack, Jack, Jack. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I like here's the thing. Should he have won over any of the nominees that year? No, but I don't hear a single person talking about his performance in that movie today. Uh as, I just did uh, and when uh, when people and when people do bring it up, they bring up how did he win over Ruffalo, Hardy, Stallone. So like I don't get the overpraise bit, but he did win the Oscar, so I guess that works, but like wouldn't uh wouldn't have uh been on my list i'm very peter sure you O'Toole. don't understand i'm very un- sure you don't understand the overpraise at all you picked peter o'toole um um yeah i haven't <laughs> seen the movie um but i'm so pissed he beat stallone that was stallone's oscar it was stallone's night and he took it from him uh but jake did say himself very first thing i was about no one talks about this performance um, and I, and I do think it's like one of those things where it does get talked about in relation to the, uh, the, who he beat. Um, so I get, I think this is, I think we're, I think this show's devolving into these deserve Oscar win. Hey. Um, but an Oscar is praise. So when uh, it gets, that's what I'm talking like, that's why it's, it's hard with performance. How, how many Oscars get won and we, yeah. we get mad because, oh, that person should have won. And 10 years later, we have no recollection of that person. But that's our way of showcasing like how much praise someone gets. My viewpoint is, hold on, my viewpoint is the Oscars, I agree with you, it's getting close to that point, but I will say winning the Oscar in this movie set his film career for a trajectory to be in all these other movies moving forward. Like, if he does not win the Oscar there, I don't think he gets the praise of they can put on their their poster... Uh, best supporting actor winner Mark Rylance, and I don't think it goes to that level anymore. I just that's my belief. He got he got more and more movies because of it. That's where I think Jake was leaning more than just the Oscar win itself. Um, so like Eddie Redmayne in that sense. I didn't realize that the wild cards could take sporting performances because I I was gonna take him in in my acting pick like on the background. So he didn't use wild card. No, I used the performance. Well, you already have a best actor performance. No, it's, just, it's just oh, acting you, performances. Oh, I thought it was an actor and an actress. Oh, that's it's at, you can use anything. Oh, I know, that I know. Wireless is really quick to bash on women. Um, you didn't have to if you didn't want to. No, I that's yeah. good. I, I didn't realize it was. I I thought it. We had to do a guy and a girl. That 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 that, that that's just a bad pick. That it, uh, I fucked up. Uh, I, I, was gonna take I was gonna I was gonna take Rylance on the back half on actor. But anyway, uh, fair fair fair. <laughs> Uh, yeah, great pick. Should have beat Sloan. Um, okay. Um, just making sure I didn't screw up when I put my stuff down. Uh, acting performances. Okay, two acting performances. Yeah, that's my, um, that's all right. Jake, what's your wrap round? So, everyone's taking director. I could just go director because I'm no one's going to take my wild card. It's the strategy. People suck. We're in the last two picks. I don't think it's going to matter at this point. <laughs> Um, what if your director is a banger and you picked it at five? I have some weight. <laughs> I think my, my wild card's a banger. Uh, we'll, You're probably we'll, going to we'll pick Billy Wilder anyway, so it's fine. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> um, so, director, yeah, this was a little tougher. Um, oh, no, this is, this is slightly tougher. I think the performance was still tougher. 
I had to make a couple of choices as far as like, what do I think is overpraised? And I think can just be his fans just praise him as like this new god of cinema. And I'm like, absolutely. Because he's in that sense, he's in that same way of like not in the same exact way, but like a Nolan where every time they announce a new movie by this guy, it's like his fans are like, this is the next big thing. And they and you know. He tried to set up a superhero universe with DC characters and all of them fans are like, this is the greatest. I'm picking Zack Snyder for director. I think people, his fans are just the most irritating, annoying group of people who are like, this is the second coming of cinema. Zack Snyder has saved it so much so that they got to re-release a movie that he had directed in 1617, the Zack Snyder's Justice League. And I thought it was fine, but they are all acting like this is what we should have had in the first place. This is what's going to jumpstart the DC universe. And that shit is still going today. We are still talking about, oh, well, Netflix, Zack Snyder and Netflix are going to have a, a, a discussion. They're going to try and bring in his DC universe into Netflix. I'm like, fucking no. Everyone's waiting for uh, Rebel Moon, whatever the fuck that new Netflix movie is called. And I'm sure that's going to be fine. But I do not care about Zack Snyder's films anymore. I, As a teenage boy, I liked Sucker Punch, but... I grew up and I now realize that all these movies are just masturbatory God complex uh, fantasy shit. Um, And I thought army of the dead sucked. Uh, I do not care for man of steel or justice league or Batman V Superman dawn of justice and all that sort of crap. He's just a director. Who's just the most masturbatory for his, uh, his fans. And like, that's fine, but uh, I'm not a fan and I do not want to watch this. Man after my own heart. I mean, like I have, I don't hate a, I don't hate a man more than probably Zack Snyder as a director. I know I get some hate because of the Wes Anderson, the people I target, but Zack Snyder is one of those fuckers that just is one of the absolute worst, and his fans are the worst. I mean, one of my really good friends in this community loves, loves, loves Man of Steel, Thomas Scully, and he's a moron, like. <laughs> Like an absolute moron. Um, I'm even the fact that I hate him so much that the Justice League that is technically Josh Wheaton's Justice League, I like a lot. Just because <laughs> it's not Snyder's and he got kicked off the project. Um, I famously quoted... I fa- Whatever you want to say. He got fired. Um, cool. Uh, my, my favorite thing ever is that... Um, well, I've, I've reviewed about this, Man of Steel. I was so upset that General Zod got to leave uh, the planet when his neck snapped and I had to stay in the movie. I changed it to his dad because his planet blows up at the very beginning. He got to leave way before Zod. So that movie's absolutely atrocious. Man of Steel, I fell asleep in the theater and my wife had to wake me up and said, hey, it's Batman and Superman fighting. And my response is, I don't fucking care. Um, Watchmen, it's an abomination. Um, the only thing I like is 300, but I think I, when I boil that down to it, I think I just like Gerard Butler standing by a pit and saying, this is madness. No, this is Sparta and a kick to the chest, what they should have done to Zack Snyder. So couldn't agree more. His fans are insufferable. This Justice League thing, four-hour thing, Tim still wants to pay to put me on a call to make me watch this four-hour thing. I would watch I it. I would watch it so hard. I hate it. Missouri's oh, watching after all of us. So. He watched it on his phone. Even what a horrible use of data. 
Um, so no, good choice, great choice. Um, hey, it's unlimited. There's a there's a limit. <laughs> Scott. Uh, yeah, talking about undeserved Oscar wins, I mean, Flash entering the Speed Force, <laughs> am I right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, I yeah. forgot. I mean, <laughs> oh, Oscar-winning Oscar films. Oscar-winning Oscar film. Oscar-winning director. Yeah, I mean, there's really nothing else to add. He sucks. Man oh. of Steel is the most boring movie I've ever seen in theaters, without a doubt. So um, yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't understand uh, the hype for him. He's His movies are just so... We're so serious, and it's people wearing capes and fighting zombies. Yeah. Preach, uh, Jack. Matt really no, no. did better in one movie. I just want to say what Zack Snyder was trying to do for like ten. So true. Yeah, yeah no. Uh, I don't like Zack Snyder as a director. I enjoy. A handful of his movies, or at least I don't hate a handful of his movies. Uh, I there's I haven't seen probably his most famous movie in 300, but we'll get there maybe. Um, but no, like good pick, I guess, because he does keep getting movies, and his fans are insane. So just yeah. think, just think, Jake. Everybody goes, and at the very end, you say Zack Snyder. Edge draft. You end the film with Zach. I'm just saying, you could have clearly won the table. Right. You decided to just throw wait it for out. my wild card. Just wait for the wild okay. Um, yeah, okay. I briefly considered this uh, with the same thought process that Jake did, but I do got to call foul because if we're going to say Avatar isn't a good pick because it gets so much hate, Zach Snyder gets plenty of hate. There is a there is a cult of mentally ill edgelords <laughs> who will jump off a cliff for Zack Snyder. You're not wrong. But if you talk to like 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 psychologically healthy people like who you can deal with on a daily basis, they're much more likely to tell you that they like Avatar than they like uh, a Zack Snyder movie. Um, so all that that's why I did not pick Zack Snyder in the long run. I see Jake's argument, but again, I think we got to be even kill here. I know how much you hate Zack Snyder, Cody, rightly so. But we're again, not if, even the same. If we're gonna look at the Avatar uh, hate, we got to look at the Zack Snyder hate too. They're not even I, the same. I okay. just want to point out that on the IMDb, this is a real thing. Zack Snyder's Just League Academy Awards USA Oscar Cheer Moment winner. <laughs> I fucking love that that's on their actual Oscars resume. Um, yeah. All right. Sure. Everyone okay. said everything. Um, okay. Go. Your pick. You top it off with Christian Dunst. Let's see what you got now. All right. So, I'm going to go wild card now. I was debating between a writer and a producer. And ultimately, I'm going to go with a producer. And it's going to be very out of pocket to kill Cohen. I'm picking Kevin Feige. I think Kevin Feige in a post-Endgame world has no fucking clue what he's doing. And it's ruining a thing that he worked on that has ultimately been a success. And now when you look at Kevin Feige, no produ one producer in the history of the world is a household name. My mom knows the name of one producer for being a producer. His name's Kevin Feige. Jerry Bruckheimer. So oh, sorry. I, hey, everyone should know Jerry Bruckheimer's name. Scott, the man's legend. Uh, but fucking Kevin Feige 
is a household name for producing these movies. If you want to talk about someone who gets too much praise, there's a producer that your fucking mom knows the name of. Uh, the MCU is pretty great, but now it's in a spot where there's too many shows, there's too many movies, he's buying his own hype, and the MCU, the product that has made him, is suffering for it. So I'm going to take Kevin Feige. Uh, you can call it a, a wake up call for the man as <laughs> whatever fucking millions he needs, but wake no, up call. He, he's, watching. he's watching right now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's one of our seven. <laughs> exactly. So I, I'm going to take Kevin Feige as my, as my wild card pick for too much praise. Come okay. at me, internet, I guess. No, I don't, I'm not going to come at you. This is just what I'm going to say. Um, similar to a Ken Griffey Jr. Uh, analogy, right? Very similar to that kind of play. When a player has been fired, regardless if you like it or not, there's movies, there's hit or miss, people think some down things, whatever. When a man's been so on fire for so long, Hall of Fame career, you let him go out on his own record. That's Feige. Feige did something regardless what anybody sees or anybody wants or anybody likes. You can say you can put it in this pinhole that he doesn't know what he's doing post-endgame, but for him to be able to connect a universe, put it all together, make it a saga, end it in game in a way that people were very, very pleased with, and post that he is struggling or post that, I believe as a producer, especially in the previous years once Bob Iger stepped around their stories that they wanted to fire Kevin Feige, so who knows how much interference has been made of it. I'm allowing him to throw up bricks whenever he'd like at this point. He's allowed to. To have this many successful and how much money he made for Disney, too much praise? Sure, I would say. But also name any other person that's been able to get that run of money with a run of box office that gets a run of success that he's had, like it or not. I think he. I think of anybody, any producer. I think he deserves the praise he gets because even if film quality you don't like, once you check those the the box office reports, you got to be quite satisfied what he's returning. And even the movie that he's not hitting on, he's still returning money, which is what a producer is supposed to do. Scott, Scott and I are really just going to be the Jerry Bruckheimer who needs more love. Kid. That's all we're saying. No, I'm not saying there's anybody I'm else. Not, nominated. Yeah. Finally. I'm, yeah, I'm not saying that there's no other better producers, but again, for what he was able to accomplish, he's going to – he deserves what he's got. So um, we'll go Kirk. You're muted. Yeah, Welcome to the show. I don't hate this pick. Um, I considered something in the – you know, the orbit of this pick. Um, and I think Keho made a good pick. Not only, because not only do I think he is, he sliding off here post Endgame, but did he do something cool by piecing together the MCU and create like something we've never seen before uh, as, you know, moviegoers in this like shared ongoing universe? Yeah, that's cool. But ultimately, and I'm going to put on my Martin Scorsese glasses here, um, what has he done to cinema as a whole? You know, Cody, you say yourself all the time, if it wasn't for Iron Man, what would Robert Downey Jr. be doing? You know, how many more years of Ryan Coogler's career are we going to sacrifice to the MCU? 
You know how or how much longer is Chloe Zhao going to be stuck in the MCU? Chloe Zhao going to be stuck in the MCU? You know, I mean, he is good for the MCU. Hopefully, not long. Same. We'll see. But he's good for the MCU. He's good for comic book fans. He's good for for box office. Not so great for cinema. So I do not hate this pick. I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to say like all the MCU sucks and it's stupid. All the movies are bad. I mean, there's some good fun. I like but I think that, um, and again, it's impressive. The universe building is impressive, um, and I don't know how much credit he deserves for that personally. There's a lot, of, you know, working parts there. Um, but overall, I think about the actors and the directors and the people involved in this universe who's dedicated, you know, five, ten, fifteen years of their career to this. And what have they? What original material could they have producing on their own if it wasn't for the MCU? So their families uh, are set up quite nicely for the rest of the time because I, of, I, I take the MCU money if I was them, no doubt. But as a film goer, I'd rather this, this just proves everyone has a price in Hollywood. At the end of the day, everyone has a price. It doesn't matter what you win, what you got. You want to be on that Marvel bank account, and that's what he's producing. So he's producing millionaires, I would say that. Um, uh, Jack, uh, yeah, I love the MCU as a whole recently it's been hit and miss and I, uh, so I don't hate the pick, uh, but wouldn't, uh, wouldn't have been my wild card pick, but, uh, I, 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 I don't hate it. So Cole's hoping for a better quarterback next year. So he's, I hear CJ Stroud is on the board. Scott, I would love to hear your thoughts because you hate the MCU, but you really love when the portals open up and bring all those characters you don't like out of the portals. I, I don't. I don't hate the MCU. I very much uh, agree with Kirk's take that it's you know hurting cinema, and I very much agree with everyone else's take that the last phase has been garbage. Um, I will say, I think you all you need to know about Kevin Feige at this point is just that article from recently that was like Marvel, um, you know, execs or whatever are rethinking the last uh rethinking their strategy going forward and thinking about prioritizing quality over quantity instead it's like you could just picture kevin feige the epiphany coming to him while he's in the shower wearing his baseball cap probably and he's like wow maybe we should have been making good movies the whole time this whole time instead um, it's just a hilarious proposition that it's like, yeah. maybe we should have been prioritizing quality instead. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, the, the shark has been jumped on the MCU. I'm, I'm ahead, basically, after watching oh. Quantumania, I am going to just wait for Disney Plus on all of these things. Like, it's not worth it to me anymore. Yeah. I think there's also a good point made right there without you realizing it, is that whenever anything bad happens, Feige doesn't get the hit. But whenever anything great happens, Feige gets all the praise. Yeah, that's probably true. But I will say, I will say what he was able, if you think he sat in a boardroom and said, I want to create all these TV shows for Disney Plus and make them tie into the universe. No, the big mouse came down and said, we have an app that we need to produce stuff for. You need to produce six shows for our stuff and put it out and make it connect into your universe. So people, if they want to go to the box office, they have to watch it before on home. That's what ended up happening. Well, then, that, that, um, and if that's the case, then he gets too much, too much praise and credit for you know being in charge of everything and created it all. Well, no, just because uh, if your director comes down and says, hey, build up this build up this file and you build up the file, at the end of the day, you have to do what your boss says. So he has a boss. 
and he had to do the assignment and he was able to connect it and now it's failing but i think we're far to remember what he was able to create now it's struggling because all the other big actors are stepping away from the roles uh jake um i watched women talking a couple of days ago um it was a late at late night awesome. showing it was great i loved it um thanks for asking um and as i left i quickly snuck into a couple of cinemas as i usually do just to see what what else everyone's watching and just like see what's going on um and the first movie uh theater i went into was showing like ant-man and, and the quantumania movie and then the next screening i went to was showing uh, another movie it was ant-man quantumania and i went to another uh cinema and i was like wondering what it's gonna be this time and it was uh ant-man uh quantumania uh it's i only do what are open <laughs> this is like women talking up. ain't opening the cinemas no offense it sucks Fair. but that's the truth if, uh, listen every everybody that hates on uh, hates on big movies and you're saying like you're stealing all these actors if they weren't on these big movies you're not uh, going to a theater anymore to watch these movies that's the fact. So, but you should be able to. You have to produce. You have to pay rent and electricity, Scott. And women talk. How many times have we been on this show and talked about a great film? And then at the end of the day, I was the only one in the theater. That's yeah. the point. But the you MCU, have to have big movies. But the MCU is created that is a big part of what it's created, created that, that problem. That problem. Because of its lack of. Star story. Wars. Uh, so comic fun. book movies before MCU, they're all been the yeah, big blockbusters. There, the there was one that came out every other year. That's in the Furious has got a billion. Transformers, don't just you can't just pin it to one. No, they're not great, but the sincerity of the Fast and Furious. Listen, movies, I, I would. Lo- I can't wait to see all your Twitter's accounts so if they pull the movies out of theaters and you were like, I wish I had a theater to watch these films in. I can't anymore because women talking ain't selling out theaters. Correct. But I should be. I just want to say I love the discussion I've created by <laughs> Son of a like it's like I, I want the I want Robert Jr. in this and then this art classic film that no one will see and he'll get paid a total of a million dollars on. But at the end of the day, cinemas won't be open. Cinemas in the United States are already opening at four and eight o'clock during the weekdays, like in s- small towns. You can't keep them open. You need these blockbusters. Also, you need Top Gun Maverick, you know? Yeah, you fucking do. I don't disagree. So was Endgame. Um, Rockheimer saving cinema, baby. No Way Home was great. Okay. Uh, we're going to speed this up in this last round because we're going really long. Two hours, 20 minutes. Uh, who's pick? Uh, Kirk. Did you get my message? Oh, my God. No. This is called you'd foul like, play. You like, like to trade Kevin Feige with foul play. <laughs> Defend it if they beat on it. It's on you. Okay. One little fun. I went to my wild card. I went out of the uh, out of the, out of the you know regular categories here. Um, I've said before that something I hate in general about movies is nostalgia. Um, I think nostalgia hurts movies and it hurts movies watching. And there's no era of cinema that gets more undeserved nostalgia. Um, for my uh, wild card pick, I'm taking the 1980s. Um, <laughs> the entire decade. The entire Just a decade. decade. Yeah. I was like, wait. This I'm is fine. this is the worst decade for cinema. Um, <laughs> Just the huh? absolute. I approve. <laughs> oh sure. Not Just, 
just I, just the true. just the absolute like so much i mean there, there's good there, there's some gold nuggets in the 80s i'll admit you know you got some star wars from jones die hard back to the future you got some good stuff in there but it is just buried under so much crap so many so much cheese so much commercialism um i mean i can go in and name like specific movies but it is just so bad and i grew up in that decade and i i lived it so i mean i have firsthand experience of the uh does anybody is anybody else going to try and vote veto this i don't want to i'm i am putting in the x Ah. no you're vetoing no one else okay it's fair all right yeah Um, i just think about all the terrible you know franchises and sequels, um, you know, the, what they did, you know, Rocky, Best Picture winner, um, you know, just this great drama turned to crap in the 80s. Um, you know, all the, the the garbage action movies besides those few that I mentioned. Um, it's just a really weak movie for, for cinema. And you look, people look back on it, they talk about this high praise, like the, this was this great time. I was there. It was not great. Um, other than those few little gems that you found, these little oasis in the desert, it was a lot of crap. Um, so when I was thinking about things that I think get way too much praise, I was thinking of a lot of things from the 80s. So I said, you know what? I'm just taking the whole decade because um, it was bad. Um, yeah, I don't disagree. I think there are some movies that I think the people that lived it tell me it's like one of the greatest things. Um I've had family members that sit me down and watch movies from this decade that they're like, you gotta, you'll love this. And I'm like, nope. Um, especially when the decade prior to it, like, gets it, doesn't get, should get way more praise than it actually does, if we're being real. So it does get a lot of praise, but overall, I think 80s is when th- some things went to die. So don't disagree with you. 80s is one of those over the top, especially people that lived it. Those were freaking all aw- You'll hear it all the time. That was an awesome time to be alive. But when you look back on it, if you take away the big franchises and just go towards films like quality, there's a lot of problems. And if you look, it was, uh, you know, we're talking a lot about Oscars. One of the worst Oscar decades ever. Just so many like, oh, correct. You know, you know, you got Chariots of Fire, which I mean, it's not too bad, but you got uh, Last Africa, Emperor, uh, Last They're Emperor, Driving Miss Daisy, Driving Miss Daisy is the big yeah. yeah, it's you got you Rain got man. you got some real sting. Yeah, it was just for, like so every level, like Blockbuster, Prestige, just at every level, it was a failure of a decade. Right, uh, Jack, you weren't alive. I don't know how much you've seen of the eighties, but do you agree? Uh, from what I've seen of the eighties. Yeah, uh, I mean, I've seen a lot of great movies from the 80s, like Amadeus and Back to the Future and whatnot. Oh, those horror the, movies, too? Oh, horror was terrible in the 80s. For, for, the, for the most part, yeah, I get what you're saying. I, 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 I'm inclined to agree. All those shitty horror icons? Yeah, thank you, 1980s. Oh, yeah. Oh, Scott. Uh, yeah, no, I kind of agree. Honestly, like, the 70s were awesome, the 90s were awesome, you know, obviously I really like a lot of movies from the modern era. If I'm looking back at my f- list of favorite films, there's like two or three that are, like, actually from the 80s. So, and, It's and, probably know, my it, lowest, too, yeah. A lot of the classics, like, you know, like Back to the Future and stuff like that, they just, they don't hit for me. So, um, yeah, I, like, I if if we're talking about a single decade, then yes, I think this is the one to pick. Um, uh, Jake, Jake wanted to veto, so I'm interested. 
I think this is a good decade. Do I think it's overpraised? I can see the argument. I can see what you're talking about. But here's the thing. We don't get Spielberg's run. We don't get the Indiana Jones trilogy. We don't get E.T. We don't have one of the best picture winners, Amadeus. We don't get John Carpenter's 80s run from The Fog all the way to They Live. And that includes The Thing. We And Christine and Starman. We don't get Sam Raimi. We don't get The Evil Dead. We don't get fucking... That's just a lot. We don't get Back to the Future trilogy. There's just there's a lot that I think is good. Well, I do think that grew. Yeah, I love that. Uh, people who grew up in the '80s definitely have the most insane viewpoint of it. Of like, yeah, this is what it's all about. It's that sort of aspect, and it's carried over. And now we have like such an insane. Well, I don't know if we've passed it, but. We've had such an insane nostalgia run because of it, and I, I, I can see. That. I, I will say that I'm not like voting to like remove it from the timeline. You're just I'm saying just, that it's like, yeah, because the thing is, like, you much. do have Back to the Future. People talk Back to the Future, and then people talk right. about a movie like Rocky Four or Porky's at the same level. They talk about Back Rambo: to the First Blood Part Two. Yeah, or something, yeah. yeah, they talk yeah. about those movies as if they're as good as Back to the Future. What's that? Rocky Four. Yeah, Rocky Four. Rocky Four ended Cold Kirk War. Kirk wishes the Russians. He fucking ended the Cold War. Have some respect, yeah. damn it. Um, um, I, I, I do somewhat agree that it's seen too much praise, but it's. Oh, yes. I think it's a good decade. Is it better uh, than the 90s? No, but yeah. wishes the 80s were removed for, for trivia's sake. I'm pretty sure, but uh, what's your feelings on the 80s being overpraised? Good pick. I support Kirk. Kirk Albert Brooks would be very upset with you. Kirk, Kirk and I are Kirk and I feel like we're like on the same team for a lot of picks. <laughs> and that's not helping Kirk's position at all from the things he said tonight. <laughs> um, um, all right, Jack, you have just like decided to not care whatever you said tonight. So I don't know where you're going here, but I I'm interested. I you know what? Yeah, I'm Yeah, fuck it. I'm gonna play for a while. I'll, I'll go with my wild card pick here. Uh, I'm gonna pick I'm a writer. I'm gonna pick a writer that is uh, still making movies and getting nominations and winning nominations. He won the fucking WGA for best original screenplay uh, recently for a, a piece of shit movie and a piece of shit screenplay. I'm talking Adam McKay. Uh, a lot of his early work, good, great. I love a lot of his earliest films. However, recently, I the man gets Oscar nomination uh, in for back-to-back movies, not neither of which he deserves. But the screenplay for Vice is fine. The screenplay for Don't Look Up is utter garbage, and he somehow won the Writers Guild of America for that that piece of shit. Uh, he's just a writer who I am just done with at this point. I don't care. He can come out with another movie, and I, I, I will honestly be quite upset because at this point I'm just done with his his him try attempting to tackle uh, drama because uh, I haven't seen his TV work, so not speaking to that. But uh, in film, I'm done with Adam McKay. He should stick to comedy. Um, I this is a weird pick. Um, I think this is a lot of hate for Don't Look Up in your speech. Um, because I think Vice is fine. Um, it's not great. Big Short's, I like Big Short a lot. Um, 
So I and again, the rest was like comedies and stuff like that, like what he did. Um, I don't, I don't see anybody praising him to a high degree. Like maybe be. I don't see it. I don't see it. So <laughs> I again, you guys can all tell me where I'm missing it, but I don't see the praise. Um, Scott. Yeah, I, I will say um, it is kind of funny to watch. I mean, to be fair, I haven't watched Don't Look Up yet, and I will never, never watch that movie. So it is kind of funny yet. to see people suddenly turn on Adam McKay after like even liking Vice um, on Don't Look Up because it seems to me that you know, generally speaking, they're both considered to be the same thing. In fact, I remember when Don't Look Up came out and people were saying, "Oh, this is just the post-credit scene of Vice stretched out to two hours," which is easily the worst part of vice which is a uh-huh. horrific movie um in many ways but especially that post-credit scene um yeah i think it all started when and actually jake it made me realize this when we had to watch the other guys rewatch the other guys for a match i think it, it it all started when he decided to do that thing in the, the closing credits of the other guys where it was like all the stats. I mean, what even was was the, the Ponzi scheme? Bernie yeah, Madoff, about Ponzi schemes. Yeah. All of a sudden, he starts to like try to educate you or whatever. Um, in the closing credits of the freaking other guys, like, what are we doing here? But he decided he was the smartest man alive, basically, and film has been all the worse for it. Um, Kirk. No, I agree with Scott. Um, he's, yeah, he, I mean, he's, he's that guy at the party who just re- read a Wikipedia article and really wants to talk to you about it. And um, he's the guy in Good Will Hunting at the bar. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 But um, yeah. as far as most praised, I feel like his good stuff gets praised, his bad stuff gets crapped on. Um, so I think the praise he gets, he mostly deserves. I don't hear other than Oscar nominations. I know we had this conversation already. Other than Oscar nominations, I don't hear like regular rank and file movie goers, you know, getting really excited about his stuff or his next project or whatever. Um, it's just, you know, anytime he's putting, you know, we said it here. Yeah, if he's putting out another political, you know, drama, everybody's like, oh, geez, here we go again. So I don't think there's a ton of praise there for for that work that Jack's talking about. I think this is the hate from Don't Look Up resonating very heavy. Um, Maybe. Jake. Um, yeah, I he was very high on my draft pick for director. Like I he was he was a strong contender. Yeah, I mean, it's weird because I feel like he's I mean, I'm way in the minority, but I think the other guys is his best movie. Everyone talks a lot about his comedies uh, before then, and they are just not for me, they're just not the type of comedies I particularly care for. And people, a lot of people like those movies, and I just don't really get the, uh, I don't, I don't see it. I'm sorry, I don't really get the like for um, Talladega Nights or Step Brothers. But I do think the strong argument for this is post other guys. It's post Anchorman Two. It's the fact that his last three films have was nominated for Best Picture. He has an Oscar for adapted screenplay. His films constantly get film editing they get screenplay they get score they get he gets director it's just like it's a crazy thing how his 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 career has transitioned from getting and from this is from my point of view him getting a lot of praise for comedies that i find mediocre to getting a lot of praise for oscar films i find terrible so i totally see that he gets too much praise um i know he's trying to make that um that fucking Elizabeth Holmes movie that he shouldn't make and make something else, but we'll see how it goes. But I do think he gets a lot of praise. 
Um, Coho. I can't stand the man as a person. I think he's really fucking irritating. Um, I like a lot of his movies. Um, I don't like his last one. I don't think he deserves to be on this list because I think I'm with Kirk and Scott. I think all the ones that are bad are properly shit on, and all the ones that are good are properly praised. So, but I do not like that. Scott, your last two, so draft them. Okay, I'm going to take my last acting performance. Uh, I'll probably break Jack. Oh, let's do that. I find that gets way too much love for being sort of a generic sicko type role. I'm going with Javier Bardem in Skyfall, um, I think, is overappreciated. Um, again, I think it. I'll keep it pretty brief because of time, but I, I think it's kind of a generic type, type sicko role. I think he's kind of just doing a sort of Hannibal Lecter-esque type character, but doesn't have the um, acting chops that Anthony Hopkins has to, in order to pull it off. I think it's kind of a silly character, but again, in it, to match the trend of modern action movies, it takes itself very seriously. These Bond, Daniel Craig Bond movies are these very gritty, like, you know, intense thrillers. Um, and I feel like he doesn't belong. I feel like he would have been better in, you know, a more era Bond movie where they were just doing goofy crap all the time. Um, and I'm fine with that. Like, I like when these movies don't try to pretend like they're more than uh, what they are and just, you know, go for, for gags and crazy over the top villains like Goldfinger and, you know, twirling his mustache and all this type of stuff. Um, Goldfinger doesn't have a mustache. I know that, but it's a, it's a figure of speech. Um, Challenge. But uh, anyway, I, I don't think he really fits in the movie. Um, I think there are better versions of this sort of thing out there. Interesting pick. Um, I think in this community, especially, Silva is like one of those like very talked about uh, acting performance. I like Skyfall a lot. I don't like Skyfall because I, I of like Harvey. Yeah, I don't like it because of Harvey. I really am. I like about staying with the same bond and like a cohesive, like connected story. And I think with Javier Bardem, like, uh, yeah, I knew I'd get Kirk's reaction. Um, my, uh, that's just my feelings. Um, I think he gets a lot of praise for being menacing and scary and like doing that stuff. But I think all the stuff is because his connection with him and all that. That's what they try to drive it to you. His performances. You could have, I think you could put anybody in that room. Yeah. I think you could have put another person. Um, we'll go to Kirk first because Kirk loves Daniel Craig's bond. Muted. <laughs> Who are you? Me? When, when you said Bardem, I thought you were going to go No Country, man. I, no. I was so worried. I, I was like, like that, that, is, that is so ballsy. I, would, I, I, would I, was, I was so hoping. I was yeah. so hoping. And that's the I'm thing. Not, I, I mean, when I hear people talk about Bardem, that's the only thing I hear them talk about. I never hear people talk about this performance. When they do that, they talk about more about the character than the performance. I don't think anybody's like, oh, he's doing anything so great. Here's what I think about him, like, he need like he is a breath of fresh air in these movies. I said before, what five Craig Bond movies? He is the only person in this movies that realizes he's in a James Bond movie and knows what you're supposed to do in a James Bond movie. Scott says he doesn't belong in these movies. I say he's the only one who belongs in these movies. So I have no problem with what he does here. I think he's uh, like I said. I think he's a great Bond villain, regardless of error or whatever. Whatever else they're getting wrong, they're getting the villain right in this movie. Um, and I, I, I get it's overpraised. This is I can't remember the last time I talked about this character. 
you know, negative or positive. Um, so I don't think it's, again, again, I think it's more about just the, the, the cool, like I, when I hear people talk about like, oh, that character's so cool and he does all this stuff. I'm like, I don't hear anybody talk about like the uniqueness of what Bardem brings to it. I think it's just the character itself. So, um, I don't think it's super overpraised. Um, Jake. Um, outside of his uh, introduction, which I love, uh, I can see this being on. I can see this being overpraised. Yeah, I, I feel like he he does. What's it? He doesn't do much with what he's given. You could say like I feel like there's a, something there, but he doesn't really uh, have much to it. Um, I like it, but it's uh, yeah, it's just an interesting choice. I'm glad it wasn't a country. Oh, I wish it was. Coho. I think Bardem's a blast in like literally everything he's in. I love watching him do shit. So I think he's really fun in this and I like him in Skype a lot. So Dead Men Tell No Tell. He is fun. I will say he's fun in that movie, but okay. I couldn't agree with Scott less here. Uh I love Bardem in this movie. I was very concerned you were about to say no country, and while I may like his performance uh in skyfall a lot more upon a rewatch of no country recently i think that one is the objectively better one and i was about to blow a gasket but then you said skyfall and uh i still disagree entirely with you i think his performance in that is phenomenal he oh, absolutely he absolutely uh he, he he did get the nomination for the bafta and i wish it translated to the oscars but whatever uh he's incredible he's still a top 100 performance for me uh i love we were yeah i'm present and that scene is still a top 100 <laughs> scene for me but no look uh i think he's perfect for this era of bond i think he's the perfect uh villain for bond uh but no i <laughs> I get it, especially in this community. There's a lot awesome. of I just well, give me a second. We're almost three hours, and I heard you talk about them for fun. Shut up, bitch. Perfect. Um, uh, and you, your reaction was blowing a gasket. By the way, you like pulled down hair, hat off. You were like, "If that's not blowing a gasket, I don't know what you're doing." Scott, what's your final pick? I'm just gonna open up a can of worms here, since we're three hours Let's into see. this thing. Uh, okay, well, my wild card, it is something film related that I think gets too much praise and nothing is more evidence than by the fact that we have talked about it nonstop tonight. <laughs> the Oscars, <Yes>. the Oscars <laughs> get too much praise and appreciation. I, I was thinking about this recently. I mean, I think about it. You may time, just win the fucking draft. Recently, <laughs> when when the nominations came out and uh, the director of Till was very mad that Daniel Deadweiler had not gotten nominated and that Andrea Riseborough had. And so she was going off about the whole Andrea Riseborough campaign thing. And, you know, I was sitting here thinking, I agree with her, but also... Not necessarily about her being needing to be nominated, but I like I agree with her comments about sort of the Riseboro thing. But I feel like it would have been a hundred times more powerful if she just came out and said, "Who gives a crap, right? That that Danielle Deadweiler wasn't nominated. I know that this movie was great. I know that the performance was great. I know that everyone who saw it thought it was great. That's what matters, right? Uh, but the reality is that the Oscars have monopolized, you know, what is considered to be 
quality. I mean, they, they are seen as some sort of arbiter of quality when every single year conti- continuously proves that that's not really the case. And the Andrea Riseborough thing, again, is it, it's a great uh, microcosm for what the whole experiment is, which is, you know, it's about the campaigns. It's about the money. It's about who has uh, the power behind them. It's not, you know, who has the Harvey Weinstein f- like figure behind them, you know, doing, uh, you know, whatever he had to do to get Shakespeare in love to win best picture uh, whenever year that was. But uh, yeah, it's, it's all, a, it's all a, a money game. And um, it, it is, I appreciate the Oscars. Like I look, I, I still look forward to the Oscars to some um, on some level, because like, this is the night when the entire, um, world's eyes are on movies right but they're not even doing a good job of celebrating movies anymore i mean last year was an absolute joke with some of the stuff that they did during the ceremony it again was the, the Snyder stuff the jokes like it like the, the really at this point there is very little that the oscars are contributing to um the film industry and film fans like actual film fans not the people who watch five movies a year that they are seemingly trying to appeal to instead of actual film fans. Um, and in, in other ways, actively sort of harming the industry. So too much praise for sure. I mean, as you pencil it, well, if we thought we were going to go under three hours, you just brought the Oscars. It's going to be a longer conversation. Yeah. But no, that's fine. My take on it is it's absolutely a fact. Like this is like the Oscars is people's personality like the boston red sox is my personality like and my, my season changes with the end of 11 flow like the oscars have been the same like that we put the oscars as such like the gold standard of film honestly if you go back to probably till harvey weinstein got like locked up in jail if you think about it, like all those Oscars, and even now, they're all bought. Like everybody's, like they're all bought. Who can pay the right campaign? Who has the money to market their film out there to get it? For, or this studio's not pushing it because they're pushing this film. Like there's all that stuff. And then we sit there on award night and we we tune in for this three hour debacle of people that clearly don't know how to run an award show. And we're mad at these people for giving them the title of best picture. It's crazy. Like I did the Oscar, like the the male, the best actor performance, because I wanted to see what they gave best actor to, and like the list of films that I probably would have never watched in the most. There are people, especially in this community. No offense, no shot at the person or one of the people, but like they, I see it daily, like, oh, these are my top five, and they've moved here, and blah, 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 and this person doesn't deserve it, and I was just like, who? Like, like, Kate Blanchett did, like, I think this like this season, like, I don't care, like, the awards are a joke, like, at the end of the day, like, there are so she many better performances. can say that, she's already got two of them, but... <laughs> right, exactly. Also, about to be three. Yeah. Right, but, like, yeah, but like at that point, like she's right. I mean, she's right. But yeah, <laughs> they are. They are. They're all subjective, and who stacked which? And like, if it hasn't shown, like especially over the years, like how they're able to run the ceremony, like from the Moonlight La La Land moment to the the switching the categories for uh, actor and uh, those, like at the very end, like they don't know what the fuck they're doing. Adding uh, most popular film to taking it away to like doing all this stuff like they don't know what to do. The what I've said always is the Oscars is not made for every film fan. It's made for 
a certain group of people, and that's it, like, at the end of the day. So I couldn't agree more with you. It's probably the most, like, surefire, like, like, sometimes, if you actually think about it, it has as much weight as, like, the Teen Choice Awards. There are people fucking voting on it and putting it out there. We just decided this is the it. Less this, this is the gold standard of film, and nothing else can be criticized, and it's crazy, so... Uh, we'll try to make it fast. Everybody else, go ahead and talk. <laughs> we'll try. Uh, yeah, uh, the Oscars should be the gold standard, but recently it just hasn't been. And at this, it hasn't point, been ever. Yeah, no, that's but not like that—that's they were that's, bought in the forties and fifties. It all—it all started when they didn't give Peter O'Toole the Oscar for that. <laughs> well, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Facts. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, we're I'm not. But no, I, 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 I honestly don't hate this pick. That's a, that's honestly a good, good creative wild card pick. So good job, uh, Kirk. Um, I would say I mean I don't know if they get too much praise, maybe too much attention. Um, I'm not going to lie and be a hypocrite and say like I don't follow it and like I don't have things that I want to win and things I want to see lose. Um, I do think you know we do put much weight in it, but I mean like you know we get on Coho and stuff, but. As a film fan, there's really you know, they call it the Super Bowl of movies, and that's what it is. There's no other way for us to quantify the the, the year in movies that, that, than the Oscars. Um, I do wish people would realize that there are other ways that movies like success. You know, I hate when they're like, "Why didn't this comic book? You know, this this comic book made a billion movie made a billion dollars. Why did it get nominated for Oscars?" I'm like, it won an award. It's called a billion dollars. Like, there's other ways that movies like are successful and ha- get recognition than the Oscars. And it also bums me out, I, not bums me out, but it bothers me when, you know, people get furious over, you know, mo- almost all categories, there's only five nominees, you know, and there's more than five good things in that category every year. Not everything can be nominated, you know? So when you see me, that is pretty good. It should get nominated. I'm not only five things get nominated. So, you know, the, 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 the angst over it, I think is, a, is a, is a bit much, um, but yeah, I mean, I I understand the pick. I, I I like I understand the love for it. I understand the disdain. You know, it's just like it's like you know the World Series or you know the Super Bowl. Like there's stuff I hate about the Super Bowl, but I sit, still sit down and watch it. I'm interested in it. So, um, yeah. Um, but yeah, overall, so, pick. so I'll try and make this as short and quick as possible. Uh, I completely understand the pick. I think it's a valid choice of a pick. I still really love the Oscars. I know that at the end of the day, we're a bunch of people who get in a room and watch people who make billions of dollars a year give each other gold statues and say, good job. That's what the Oscars are. They're inherently really fucking stupid. But at the end of the day, like Kirk said, it's the thing that happens at the end of each year that celebrates movies in whatever way it can. Is it perfect? Is it great? No. But it's what we have. The award season is what I have. Uh, So I really love it. I love following it. I like keeping track of it. I like playing along with it. But at the end of the day, what we all should take away from this is that the Oscars are bullshit. And the only thing, the only award show you ever really need to follow is the Co-Oscars. They're on uh, killedcohorights.wordpress.com. <laughs> there it uh, is. Download your PDF. Uh, Jake Bergoni, uh voting member, and Scott Harvey has an invite for next season. Uh, continue. Oh. Next season. Because you didn't get Yeah, because over. it was done. It was already over. Yeah, it was you, you couldn't send Bobon in way before. Boban is nominated for a Co-Oscar, so... Jake, did you say anything? 
I haven't, but I'll keep it short. I like the Oscars. It's almost like a guilty pleasure at this point. I understand that it is built on just political power and just trying to get these gold statues that don't really mean much other than just praise from other people in the uh, in the uh, the uh, industry. I think Weinstein is one of the huge uh, factors of why it has gone down the fucking toilet in the last 25, 30 years uh, through his uh, marketing campaigns and all that crap. I do love the Oscars when they get it right. It's very small, but when Parasite won Best Picture, that felt like a huge moment for a lot of people because that is when Parasite became a bigger film that I think a lot of people would have expected. But I do admit that is such a, a finite amount of victories compared to the amount of crap that has happened. But I, I still enjoy the Oscars, and I will still wait until they get a lot, most of the uh, wins right in a single ceremony. I don't think that has happened in a while. You know what would be really great is if there wasn't, like, betting and, like, figuring out fa- factors to see who was actually going to win before it was ever announced. Because that would make it a lot more interesting than Oscar night and said we all know the winner. Basically. Remember last year where we all got, like, most but one, right? <laughs> yeah. I did Gold Derby. I used Gold Derby because I was going to sit out, and they're like, no, you should play. So I said, fine. I filled it out by Gold Derby. You got to prepare ourselves. Animated shorts. Like Branagh winning. Yeah, it was the crazy uh, one. I missed you got three animated weeks before shorts. the ceremony. You got three weeks before oh. the ceremony. Animated shorts. I lost by one thing because I couldn't figure that one out. Interesting. Um, okay. Uh, Jack. 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 All right. Well, I'm going to pick my last performance here. Uh, and after what was your wild card? I was going to say, what was your wild card? McKay as writer. Adam McKay as a writer. Ah. Trash pick. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, uh, uh, whatever. Uh, you, you, sure. You'll 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 prefer this one because my performance is Emma Stone in La La Land. Uh, yeah. Oh wow! You're just going uh, for co-host this is a performance that I hear about a lot uh, <laughs> in this community and outside of it. Uh, it's honestly gotten annoyed i like the movie i like her performance but good lord does she get too much praise i know we just spent 10 minutes shitting on the oscars but we don't have to talk about that amy adams had a movie that year and she deserved it more whatever uh yeah uh yeah i don't get why this uh performance a1 and b is still being talked about by people that i have to see constantly uh again both in this community and out uh of it it's just it's a it's a performance i'm tired of at this point um i'll make it real quick hollywood please stop making musicals with a-list celebrities that can't sing that's just the bottom line they're selling it by that they're not selling it by actual quality of thing there are there's probably fifteen thousand women that could have showed up that could actually sing a note that plays that part and does just as fine. But they give it to Emma Stone because Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling have undeniable chemistry and they don't care about it. But the problem is they made it a fucking musical. It's the same problem with Lane Miz when they cast Russell Crowe. It's the same problem. Uh, countless movies are out there where they just make the choice because an A-lister would sell it better. So that's the bigger problem. But yeah, Emma Stone wins an Oscar for terrible scene. And I mean, fine. She's great acting. When she's acting, she's great, but she sings, and it's a problem. Um, anybody want to say anything nuanced about Emma Stone and La La Land? 
That's interesting. Overrated a little bit. I don't think she's the worst part of the movie. No. Great performance, Sylvia. Oh, perfect. Kirk. Right. Uh, yeah, I'm going to do my last performance. Um, I also am going to anger somebody on this call, not on purpose, um, but I'm also going to lock up, wrap up the draft with this. Um, we talked about the Oscars and things they like to nominate performances for. Uh, they like to do biopics. They like to do people who, pretty people who ugly themselves up. Uh, they also like to nominate uh, career movie stars who have spent their careers getting by on, you know, charisma and good looks and basically play themselves, who try to, like, hey, I want to act in a movie sure now. Again. And, um, no, this is uh, Tom Cruise and Magnolia. Um, I think this is just such a ridiculously overpraised uh, uh, performance. Uh, he plays a variation of the Tom Cruise character. Um, it's exactly one note throughout the movie, and then he cries at the end. And Oscar nomination, and people still talk about this today, and what a great actor he is um, because he you know, played himself in an ugly cry. Um, I just don't see this at all as, you know, um, worthy of, it's just, it's, it's another Tom Cruise performance doing what Tom Cruise does. And they treat it like he is some, you know, they treat, they treat him like he's Peter O'Toole. Um, so, uh, yeah. Uh, this is the last time he got a nomination. Literally the last time he got a nomination I, yeah. was the president when this movie came out. No, he's nominated. He was nominated this year. You for, for acting. For acting. Yeah. Well, the producing's a better nomination than this. Yeah, he deserved more for it. Yeah, but I mean, he may have not been nominated since, but people still talk about this as some groundbreaking moment in his career, and it's just another performance. Um, yeah. I don't think this Cam's comment was for me, but I'll take it. No, I don't know. I suppose. No, it was for, it was for the uh, Emma Stone. Emma Stone. Um... No, I will say, I agree. I think this performance is awful. I deep-cutted this movie the first time I ever watched it. Um, I think his first, I don't know what he says on stage. He, like, does a speech, but um, I remember writing it down, and I said, oh, I'm in for a fucking long-ass time. Um, yeah, I still I still don't go back. I never say, like, you don't want me to see him back in that performance. Nah, it's good. Bring on the frogs, I guess. That movie fucking sucks. Uh, way too long. Um, anybody want to talk about Tom Cruise's performance? I haven't seen I the didn't. movie, so no. Not it was on my movie. board. Good pick. I didn't want to drag this out longer than it already is, but Kirk, you say stupid shit sometimes. Not worth it. Make me mad. You know, him it's crying. It was only my 10th favorite scene of all time when we did the top 100. I, um, I think he's awesome. I think he's great. This is my favorite performance that he's ever given. I think it's great. It's a deconstruction of the Tom Cruise persona. Um, he's never given a performance like this since, and he will rarely work with directors who will just use everything. This is not him playing Tom Cruise. This is him playing deconstruction of that character that that he's projected throughout um, throughout cinema. And I think this is just him working. One of the last times working with an auto filmmaker, you know, like it's ninety nine. It's 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 PTA and and Kubrick, and he doesn't really work with anyone like that again afterwards. Um, I think it's fantastic, and I think you're crazy. Go ahead, Scott. Hey. Just under three hours. No, yeah, Scott said I'm no. Good. I'm good. Scott says he's not worth his time. Coho, uh, uh, last pick of the night. My last pick of the night is me being uh, as objective as possible uh, and coming to the table 
on a performance that does get a little bit too much praise. Uh, I'm taking Jesse Eisberg in the social network. Uh, I think that he in the social network is playing a role that he has played in every movie since in this spot. It has kind of put him in a typecasting situation. I agree with that point. I agree with that take. Uh, I think that the social network is a movie I love. I think Garfield is much better. I think Eisenberg is good in it. I think that people in my friend group, including my best friend, kind of love this performance a lot. Uh, and it is talked about a lot and does get too much praise. I agree with that. I am picking Jesse Eisenberg for, best act, for my uh, actor pick uh, for the social network. Uh, and I wish I I wish he did things different after the social network and did more fun stuff like the art of self-defense, but he doesn't. And that's sad. So it's in him. But it's, it just doesn't work. If a movie is out there that deserves an acting performance that deserves praise, it's this performance from Eisenberg. Eisenberg does do a really good job in this role. It's the only time he's ever done a really good job in a role. It's the one time, it's that one test that you do in school and you suck at the subject also, but then you finally get an A on it and you show your parents and they put it on the fucking fridge. This is it. Eisenberg will never achieve anything higher than this. He's set his goal. Come on, but aren't you proud of that one? What are you proud of? You're also the person that told me that scene where he stares at the tree in American Ultra is like ground, like really good. Like really I wish he made more performances like American Ultra. He's better in that. It's one of the worst things I've ever watched. He's great. He's so great. I disagree. I think this movie does. I think the movie itself gets a lot of praise, especially in this community. But as one of those movies that I think deserves a little bit of the praise, I think it's a really good movie. And you know, without that movie, it wouldn't have like one of the greatest action games out there. So. Um, I'll take that. Um, uh, anybody else thoughts on one thing? Calico, you're the carrot top off panelists today. I don't understand how it's a critique of his performance to say, oh, he got typecast in this role in movies after this. How how does that have anything to do with his social network performance? I guess that's all I would say. Doesn't ever cause him to make the same performance 20 times. Just for three hours, people. I've talked about this before. People know what I think about this performance. Yep. You think it's one of the best performances of my I do still really like this performance, but I feel like he gets a little too much praise, especially when Garfield is right there and he's better. Uh, Honestly, I'd say Eisenberg's probably the third best performance in this movie. Maybe second. It's close. It's close. Technically fourth. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But no, uh, it, it does get it does me. too much praise. Uh, like this performance does get a little too much praise. So, good okay. Thing. Um, <laughs> you're still alive. Yeah, sadly. Um, next week might be longer. Um, okay. Uh, <laughs> no, kill me. Uh, last one, Jake. All right. Someone we might just on take this, turns. Someone on this panel. This better be good, Jake. Someone on this panel decided to destroy me by pe- making a choice that was actively <laughs> targeting me. And I was yeah, like, I, I don't think so. No, no, no. So we're going to turn the tables. Guys, I don't know about you, but I really like Knives Out. I really you do. motherfucker. And I think that screenplay is pretty good. But how dare someone say that it's the best screenplay <laughs> of the 21st century? My wildcard pick is Knives Out screenplay. Because I had to hear Caleb throughout the original end of 2019 script. and 2020 talk about how it is the best thing written since the Bible. And I do not want to hear all these <laughs> backpedaling. Like, oh, no, 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 it was actually the best of the 2010s. Oh, no, no, it was actually the best of 2019. I did not want to hear Best-less any more about Knives Out screenplay talk and how incredibly intricate and Ryan Johnson just put so much thought into it. No, 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 no. 
I think it's a great film. I think it's a really good screenplay, but I do not need to hear that it's the best thing since The Coming of Christ. It's better than The Coming of Christ, you bitch. I'm going to make this real easy. I don't think the four of us need to say anything. Coho, what's your rebuttal? My rebuttal is that Knives Out's better than anything Jake Marangoni loves. Dust wishes she could give a performance as a tenth as good as any page written by Ryan Johnson and Knives Out. Knives Out is the best screenplay of the 2010s. Bar none! Uh, no, the original. The, the take is, I don't fucking care. Glass Onion, best of the 2020s. Saying it now. Let's go. Both are amazing. Ryan Johnson can do no wrong. Kristen Dunst. Kristen Dunst wishes she could be in a Knives Out movie. She sucks. Melee! <laughs> Dang it, I was changing it to fan zone. I was going to make oh. this debate. Oh, um, I, was, I thought that was a recording. Yeah. <laughs> You're fair. Um, yeah, I mean, like the movie a lot. I won't say much for it. I think that shows I got to pick a winner. You got to go home. We all good with that? Yeah, hold on. Let me send this to us. <laughs> we might talk about the sequel next week. Who knows? We should be talking about the sequel next week. Um, okay, do I have the list or do I just yeah, go off memory? No, give me a second. It's coming in. Because I think I have my winner, even though they said some outlandish bullshit this entire show. Yeah, but, just give Kurt first place. Um, yeah, it's going to go Kirk wins. Um, I don't know. I think the creative of 80s Cruise Spider-Verse Nolan, I think, has understood the assignment. Overpraise doesn't mean they don't just, like, they're not good. They just get a lot of praise really early. I think Nolan was the correct choice. Second place, surprisingly, is going to go to Jake. Um, I think Jake was really close. I think the knife out was just fight if he were to pick something good because Mark Ryland and Snyder, I've never felt more seen before. Um, thank you so much. Uh, Coda, maybe not. Maybe too early uh, to pick that. Uh, third goes to – oh, this is not even close. Third goes to Scott uh, picking Oscars really close. Um I just didn't have – I think the John Hughes I disagree with, but overall I think you did the correct choice. And now it's basically John Ford versus Peter O'Toole, <laughs> uh, yeah, which is too much phrase. Oh, you know, this solved it. Uh, Jack gets fourth. Um, uh, Days and Confused, but overall you picked Stone and he picked uh, Eisenberg, which I think Eisenberg deserves the price for that movie. Um, yeah, that's a show. Next week. 2022 films. Next year. We've got Mark Menchaca, Tim Burkala, Payson Johnson, Zach Ford, and Scott Harvey is back. I can't do a 2020 show without Scott. Um, we might have to invoke the shut up rule. I'm not sure how that's going to go. It's going to be a long night, I'm pretty sure, but yeah, I'm excited to talk about it. Um, and if you want to tell me about a topic that you'd like to see in March, send me a DM. And we can maybe add it to the list. Uh, draft bracket or uh, normal show. So let me know. Thank you all for being on. Thank you all for watching. This is a way better than I expected. I may have to roll something like this out again. This is a great group to have it. Um, we'll see you next week. I know it was you, Fredo. You broke my heart. Your guilt has been determined. This is merely a sentencing hearing. Now what will it be? Death or exile? You better lawyer up, asshole. Because I'm not coming back for 30%. I'm coming back for everything. So, Normally, I would say I'll be the same. But 
since what he doesn't actually means is till I see you again. And since I never wish to see you again, to you, sir, I say goodbye.